Welcome to Across the Park podcast, a football podcast on both Everton and Liverpool Football Club, produced by six mates, the three Reds, Gary, Phil and Terry, and the three Blues, myself, Millsy, Judgy and Craig. Each Monday, we release our latest show. We will discuss the ongoing matters with both teams, whether it be good or bad, opposing views, opinions, banter and debate. We are proud to be a family-friendly football podcast and you can find more about us on our website, www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a show on your preferred podcast listening app and make sure you give us a follow on our social media. Twitter is Across the Park PC, Instagram is Across the Park PC and Facebook search Across the Park. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Across the Park, episode number 36, flying through these. This week there's all of us here, all the boys are here, three blues, myself, Judgy and Craig, myself being Millsy, and we've got Phil, Gary and Terry for the Reds. Um, we'll start with the Reds because you guys played Friday night. Gary, nice Southampton shirt, lasted 80 minutes on Friday night before <laughs> going back on eBay. Big win, big win for the Reds. 80 minutes, surprised it was, it's, I'm surprised it's come off now. Any team we play against you want. Um yeah, massive win. Ev- every game now is a massive win. You know, there's there's no two ways about it. We we've got we've said that every week. We've got to win every game, and you know to do it in the manner we're doing it, and it's it's, it's hard work. <laughs> it's, it's hard to watch, isn't it? Yeah, go through, go through some emotions watching us at, at the moment, but yeah, it's 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 what we've got to do. We've we've got to come through these these hardships when we're one little down away from home, the decent side in decent form, and to do it in the manner we did it, I'm. Over the moon, really. It's hard to watch. Like, should we get that violin out top of the league? <laughs> and it's hard to watch. <laughs> Jesus, really, really feeling for you. Yeah. It's weird uh, going for a Premiership because it's like in it's a knockout weird. game. <laughs> it is like you know in a knockout game where the last twenty minutes drag. It's like the last twenty games drag. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's. I know. I do know what you mean. But um, do you know? I think you know. Watching the game, I felt we were we starters in particular first half really poor. Really poor. Uh, I, I didn't see us. I couldn't see us scoring to be honest. In reflection, when you think back. The players never panicked, did they? They they stayed calm and like almost like they had a, a belief. Watching it, it just felt like it was never going to happen. I, you said they, 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 they didn't panic as yeah. such, but they looked like they didn't Clueless. really know what to do mm. for a, for a couple of like you know for a, a good 10, 15 minutes. It was like mm. everyone was looking at each other, thinking who's who's showing any leadership here, who's going to sort of you know get hold of this game sort of thing because it did look like they were rattled. Yeah. And like what's happened here? These yeah. are started way better than us here, and, and, and I'll be honest, we were that, really poor that's early the on. first game for a long time where I've actually sat there and thought, Oh, we're dropping points here, yeah, yeah. we're dropping points in this game, yeah. Because uh, even against Tottenham, even a 80th minute or whenever it was they scored, I still thought we'll still get this. I just had that little bit of belief that we I thought we, we'll get this, Did we've been the better team. And against Fulham as well, I thought, we'll, we've still got a, a goal in us here mm. at that one. At half-time, I just thought... Oh. Do you know what's bizarre to me as well? This is a team that came at us. Like, I, that's not when I was expecting to struggle. <coughs> but, you know? but we let them. You know, like, yeah. it, that was the thing. And and that's what I mean. I think there was, like, a, a lot of players sort of looking at, you know, the some of the bigger players, the ones who you can rely on in our team. And even they were having off nights. I think yeah. Van Dijk, not, not really an off night. I thought he, he still played well. But, you know, some of your other, your other players... It, 
he was like everyone was just offy, you know, not really up for up for it. Yet. He came out the trap. Big issue for us there was that how slow we were passing. Yeah, there was just no agency whatsoever. Yeah. Ev- even as far back as Allison, Van Dijk, Matip, all of them, they were all the, the passing to get from one player to the other was so slow. Mm. It was just. I think you know a, a lot of, of as we always say, a lot of Liverpool's creativity comes down our right, but our right, our whole right hand side was pushed back. We were having nightmares down there because. Um, Redmond was, yeah, was causing us a, a lot of trouble. So, um, you said it there, the right hand side. That, you know, want to want to really highlight. Trent had a really poor game, didn't he? I thought he was really poor on the night. To be honest, yeah. I, d- I just feel I like think it's a, I think it's a bit harsh. Saying really poor. Right, I, I, I thought he, he was, was really poor. I, I think he, he he had a few questions to answer defensively. I didn't think he was really poor going forward. I thought defensively he wasn't great. I thought he was lackadaisical a little bit in possession. To be honest, I thought like the way he was sort of his passing. That sometimes I just feel like he looks a little bit, you know, almost too too calm, like trying to sort of look too relaxed on the ball. And I thought there was elements of that when when I was watching, and I was just thinking, I, I, I know he's a twenty year old kid, so you know what I mean. You've got to you've got to take out all of his performances with a little bit of, you know, bear in mind that he is a youngster and they're going to be inconsistent, but. It's, it's just one of them where... We, we ask a lot of them, but if, you do. go, if you're going to be starting every week in this team, that's challenging for all the honours that we're challenging, <coughs> then he needs to be criticised on the same on a, on a par with exactly. everyone else. Yeah. It needs to be maybe some leeway, but there's no room here for sentiment. No. <coughs> do, do all them things you're saying there, do they concern you, or is it just, was it kind of, do you think it's just part and parcel of the title race? I think it's one of them where, while we're winning... You're happy. You're happy that they're coming in them games where we're winning. If it starts coming when we're struggling and we don't get the points when we desperately need them, as we do now, you'd, you'd start being worried, obviously. Yeah. But does the, the the manner of the victory and the fact that he's kind of okay, you've done it from behind, and in the end, it's a three-one win, so it's fairly convincing. Does it change your perception of the upcoming fixtures now? No, I I don't think so. I think it's just. Well, I think for me, it, it's more that it's very rare that all of them have a, a bit of an off night, and it felt like. When we came out at kickoff from that point for the first, at least the first half hour or so, 40 minutes, all of the players had a bit of an off one, you know, yeah. like everyone together. And it's very rare. We haven't really seen yeah. that too like much Like I this said season. before, even, even at half time, we, were, we went in at 1 1, which we were overly grateful for because mm. we, we didn't look like scoring at all. I still thought at half time, where's we're going to drop points? Mm. I, I just didn't you know, see I where we were going to where we were going to create from. I, I think the question's valid, Judy, and for me, it can, it can be answered by by the word fatigue really it's a long hard season mentally and physically and Liverpool don't really rotate we rotate a couple of midfielders at the back four the front mm. three obviously the keeper th- that never ever changes and <coughs> I think y- I think you could see that uh, particularly I've been calling for Wijnaldum to have a rest um, I think Henderson is good enough that people keep saying well, our best three is Fabinho and Wijnaldum and I, and and Milner probably someone in attack and, and I do 100% agree with that but I've always believed that Henderson's more than good enough that if anyone dips, get him in. Particularly when I was in the form he was showing towards the start of the season. What I'm trying to say is I want that back. And I don't think it's going to just it's organically to be, come to be back. To fair though, we, we have said that if we wouldn't be... Ad, we wouldn't feel hard done by if he played instead of Wijnaldum. It's yeah. when he plays with, with Wijnaldum him. instead yeah. of Fabinho. Yeah, but I think he needs... what the, the, the more pressing point is that Wijnaldum, to me, it's been dead clear. We said it weeks ago. Weeks ago, he's had three games on the bounce below par there. I haven't seen him have a better one since. No, but we're now about eight games later. We have. You, you did say that, that he's had a couple of games below par, but uh, and, I, and I made the point that in a couple of them games, he definitely had to be more of 
the sort of less of a six in some of them games like like Everton and Man U and more of an eight. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of box to box midfielder. And that hasn't been where he's been at his best this year. And, you know, number six is where Mine Alden's been at his best this, this season for Liverpool. So I, I take your point. I think maybe he is starting to show a little bit of tiredness. And as Gary's just said there, I don't think anyone on this podcast will basically be against Henderson mm-hmm. starting ahead of Wayne Alden as long as they're not starting together. You know, that, yeah. that that's basically yeah. the, the, the key <coughs> point. But what I thought, you know, if, 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 if we're talking about, like, it was a game-changing moment, I suppose, when Milner and Henderson came on, because all of a sudden there was a big uplift in the energy in the team. You know, so it possibly is a fatigue sort of thing, and mm. Henderson, out of all of them players, maybe had a bit more rest than a, f- yeah. a few others. So you know, it's it's a fair point, and so it's how one that Gary was sort of uh, judgy was alluding to there. But just one sec, I think you know the point of Henderson coming in. What I found really interesting, he didn't come in and play no. as a six. Fabinho yeah, held that holding role. Henderson came in and played the role that he was playing when we were under Rodgers as box to box midfielder, and he was a revelation in it. <laughs> yep. So. so so at one one and y- admittedly you were a little bit disappointed in the performance. How shocked were you to see that Klopp was warm and Milner and Henderson up? Did, I was you, expect, did you expect that did you? Because I, I know a few I, on, it looks on like other groups that I'm, I'm in were like, oh my, why, why is he? Yeah, why is he bringing these? No, I was definitely. I wasn't surprised. I was thought after I thought. Did he just think? think he, he it's it's energy, and I think we needed a bit of leadership yeah, in yeah. that team. To be honest, there was too many players looking around at each other. Sort of. We did, yeah, and they they rise to that. But it I'll, showed I'll, up the right hand side as well. Yeah, I was more surprised that it was Trent that come off. Come off, even yeah, though yeah. even though as as we pointed out that he weren't having his best oh. game, I was still a little bit surprised that it was Trent to come off and wasn't. Two midfielders. You really see a fullback come off, do you? Yeah. That was a game-changing thing, no, guys. Because no, no, that's where the no, problems no. are coming. Well, that, well I that's was, why I was the manager and I'm on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but but it it, it is it's a, it opens a you know a, a valid question. Is Henderson has he got more of a role in this team as that box no, to box midfielder? I, I think a different way of wording that is that Liverpool need two sixes all the time. No, this is what I was saying about Wijnaldum when you were saying, he, he d- well, we've asked him to do a bit more of a job creatively. Like, damn right we have because we don't need we don't need Fabinho sitting and Wijnaldum sitting. One of them's yeah, going to take think, on some responsibility so, to create. I think that was more so when Fabinho was getting integrated into the team and that's what he'd been used to playing. Yeah. And he had he we yeah, tried to I'm play. Him. Is, is no, that no, going yeah. forward, is that what we want? Two holding sixes. No, but we've also we've also made the point that sometimes playing that two holding sixes allows us to be a bit more attacking by having someone who's who's got a bit more not a free roll as such, but a little bit less. But I, but need I understand to defend. that. But have we got that player? Even if it's Milner, we keep saying we put Milner in that position. But can you say Milner? It's on you as do all the creativity. No, no, but it's different when Milner plays in front of it. I think you know. I, th- I think. It's what we it's what we wanted Cater to be. He just hasn't yeah. been able to do what we wanted slash expected him to to do. Yeah, well, I don't think he was ever a ten. I didn't see him or expect him to do that. To be honest, I was expecting him to be a box to box double six. Yeah, I don't think he's got the energy levels or the sort of you know tenacity tracking back and stuff to be a number eight for Liverpool at the moment. He just so doesn't do it. You're talking Cater there. Sorry, Phil. You brought Cater up. Is 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 the goal now? Do you think that? Is going to breathe something, something more into Kater for you. I hope so, mate. But you know, and I'm, 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 I am starting to worry because you like haven't seen that. Then maybe that's the moment where you get. What, what's mad with 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 Kater is, he does show you a few little glimpses, like the the one where he should. It was a blatant penalty on him. He he, he gets picks the ball up, knocks it in, lays it off, and then and then makes that little run past players and then gets it back. And he, all right, his touch wasn't yeah, great. It, it, great. It did man. go a bit too far ahead of him, but it was still a penalty. He got brought down. He does show you little glimpses like that. And the you know I, the last person I expected to score at Edo was Keita, so the, the little bit of drive in him there to, to get on the end of that was good to see. Mm-hmm. But 
it's way, way, way too few and far between. But that's it. You know, he's a, he's a fifty-five million pound player, and I think it rises to nearly sixty million if he mm. on on appearances and stuff like that. You you need more output from that. And you, you would have more last year if you could, because you're in there for him last season, mate. Yeah, you know, and summer. do you know what the really really annoying <coughs> thing is? I still hear whispers around, like you know, when I read articles and stuff that he hasn't learned the language. He's known he's coming to Liverpool way before we actually got him. Mm. You know, it was like, why is he not learning that language? And mm. is that possibly a reason why he isn't settling in? Mm. You know, I know it's a, it's a difficult one, but. You know, professional footballers, you think that they'd be able to get, you know, the people in to teach them and they've got the time on their hands to, to be able to learn it. It's like, why hasn't he learned that? Why doesn't, why is he not capable of, of communicating with his teammates? You know, especially since he signed for Liverpool six months before we got him. So he knew what he was, going he knew what he was yeah. getting. And now, you know, he's the better part of nine months into his Liverpool career and he still doesn't, by all accounts, be able to speak English, that's which I find really disappointing. No, that's disappointing. all fair. You've got to do everything you can to settle in, you know, for yourself rather than expecting people to do it for you. But, um, just a little different way of looking at it, maybe. Does Klopp know where to play him? Or how to utilise him? I don't know. Maybe not, but the thing is... seen him on the left. I don't think... I, I, I honestly think there's a chance Klopp's as surprised as we are as fans of what we've actually got. You know, because when you watched him for Leipzig, he was... He was a box to box. He was tracking back. He was winning balls. He was winning possession. Then he'd start the attacks and go the other way. We haven't seen that since he's been in a Liverpool shirt. No. He just... Now, I don't know whether but that's I an instruction thing or whether that's, you know, him. He's just sort of lost that. I've said on here, though, haven't I, that the best I've seen him play, I thought he played quite deep. I thought when I was yeah, playing in yeah, that yeah. game, I think that's the only time we've seen him play there. And that, that was where he played for Leipzig. That was Bournemouth, when I think, when we played yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. But since then, we, we've put him in, like, we're expecting to do this almost a number 10. And he looks like, you know, because of the touches that you say we see and he can go past the man and all that, you think, uh, if you look attribute-wise, you think, yeah, he's a 10. But, but the thing is, <coughs> I'm sorry to interrupt it, but is he actually playing as a as an out and out ten? Because I don't think so. we play Milner in front of them too, like we've said. No one asks Milner to be a pure no. David Silver number ten, do they? No. It's like no, but are we expecting that of him? That's well, what I'm saying. Are we expect are we kind of thinking? I don't think I'm so. expecting it. I don't expect him to be a number ten because no. that's not that's not what he ever was. Yeah. Uh, it's more of as as Terry was saying, a number eight, a box to box, which he, as as he's pointed out again. He doesn't seem to have the energy levels, which is mad because, as you say, for Leipzig, he did. He did, yeah. It was really, it's really, it, it's a strange one, and you know, I, I, and what the really interesting outcome from that Southampton game for me is Henderson in that role because he came on, he was full of energy and he'd been unshackled. He wasn't being asked to sit as the deepest line midfielder. And we talked about it early on when we first launched this podcast. It's slightly unfair on Henderson because his career he's been basically changed his position, you know, being asked by Klopp to play this sort of unnatural number six hole and roll, yeah, which, he never which, really was. which he never really was. And his best times at Liverpool was when he was that box-to-box. We missed him in the title run in, in 2014, big time. And yeah. you've seen it when he's played for England. Some of his better performances is because there's other players who will sit deeper than him. You know, like Eric Dyers and stuff like that will sort of sit and he's got, you know, there's, there's, there's license for him to get a bit more forward and arrive into the box and stuff. And maybe... Maybe, you know, this whole argument of Henderson, Wijnaldum, maybe it is Wijnaldum has to be the sort of, you know, one of the deeper players and, and possibly chance it and play Henderson as more as a box-to-box box, box midfielder and see what he's got because... How many boxes? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think in my, in, you know, on uh, all right, it's one game, but on that, I'd have him playing that role ahead of Keita. Yeah. Because he just looks like he's got way more energy, way more intelligence, and way more drive to play for Liverpool he, at the moment. He wanted it when he came on. Yeah, he did. He? Yeah, he yeah. wanted it. Right. Con- considering, considering we're on eighty-two points after thirty-three games, this has been felt f- way too negative for me. This, so <laughs> no, let's just <laughs> let's just touch yeah, on that's a fair that. point. Yeah. Let's just touch on how good Salah's goal was. Yeah, yeah. it was phenomenal. 
Oh, yeah, oh my god, phenomenal. that was that was salad of last year, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, because it, everyone sort of they go pass it, pass it, pass it, and then to just dig that sort of finish out, it's like I was yeah. saying pass it because Firmino was in my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it, I it don't think captain. he had pass in his mind. He did he not pass in his mind. He got asked after this, didn't he? And and he said, it, "Was you ever thinking about passing?" He said, "No." The thing <laughs> is, it's the measure of him, isn't it? As a player, that. At Spurs, he had one-on-ones and everyone was giving him down the banks because he didn't pass it. And it was like he was desperate to break that sort of thing. But then yeah. when it goes for him, all of a sudden, it's like... Yeah. But he hasn't But he has lost heart. You know, he's still sort of got in yeah, them positions still get, he's and he's still, still taking it on. Yeah, so, <clears throat> you know, you, you're absolutely right to point it out. It was, it was a phenomenal goal and it, it, it all of a sudden just relieved that sort of pressure a little yeah. bit, didn't it? So it was like... Ugh. He hasn't lost heart and I think the fans deserve some credit there, you know, because if the fans were getting on his back, then he might have lost heart. He might have been that little second guesser, but we never lost faith in him, did we? Mm. Oh, we never stopped supporting him. We've asked the normal questions, you know, what's going on? He hasn't scored for a while, but I think we've always backed him. We've never raised our eyebrows when he started. We've never called for him to be dragged off or anything like that, so... I think as long as he's a winning and he's not scoring, it's yeah, really matters. It's easier it? to that, that, That's to always do. been the thing, hasn't yeah. it? It's, it's it, when he went on like <laughs> when everyone was talking about him at the start of the season, or he hasn't hit them it was always the same. We're still yeah. winning games. He's still putting in decent performances, and he was doing it in that run of was it eight or eight nine games? Eight games. Eight games. Yeah. He's under in that run where he was still getting on the assist assist yeah. uh, cards as well. Chances, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think it's that front three as well, isn't it? He, he's that front three have got that kind of special relationship haven't they and he played together for a long time now yeah. and he's a big part of that whether he scores or not and the mm. runs he makes and his pace yeah. is always a threat isn't it yeah. and like you've said it a few times Phil if you've got pace you, you know whether you're playing well or not you're always that threat aren't you you're yeah. always that kind of <laughs> you're always putting that up as, yeah mm. you're always putting that doubt in the in the defender's mind you're always going to occupy at least two defenders I think do you know what though yeah. Judge I think that's a really good point um, your front three I think all of them at some point have gone through a bit of a balance battle haven't they and the other two have always seemed to step up so yeah. they seem to all work for each other and play for each other and, and one will go through a spell and the other two will sort of step up so yeah. it's a really good point but what, what was pleasing about the Southampton game was that the midfield have weighed in with a couple of goals because there hasn't been many coming from the midfield you know what I mean but to get two from one from Keaton and one from Henderson. <coughs> uh, yeah. Henderson hasn't scored since I don't know when. Twenty sixteen yeah. or something or twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. So all in all, I mean, you know, just to sort of sum it up, it, it's a it's a massive, massive result. Mm. And uh, we can't get away from that, you know. It, it, it had been touted as the hardest game of our running, even though yeah, it's mad that we've got I Chelsea fr- at home. Friday night but against Southampton, it's not easy, despite where they are in the league, I don't think it's an easy fixture to go no. to. No, they're very organised. You know, it's 250 side, miles down, yeah. down, down the road. It's, it's, not an e- it's not easy of a night game, is it? Not like the old days, though, you have to get like the bus and that. Yeah. <laughs> they flew down to Southampton yeah, the day true. before. Yeah. He probably had a, a nice, nice sleep food, for a few yeah. hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're not playing Egalost and Stadard. It's not the Dell, is it? Yeah. But no, good win for the, for the, for the Redmen. And yes, Scrap would have said there. It was easy. should have been 5-1. Long oh. may continue. No, <laughs> moving on to, to the Blues, I think Teddy's ended that very well by saying it was a massive win for Liverpool. Maybe not so much in terms of, of points and the position we're in, but to me that was a massive win for us yesterday against Arsenal. It was another step forward, wasn't it? I mean, it, a lot was made, rightfully so, of the fact we haven't took points off the the big six, if you will, for a, for a long period of time, or we hadn't done before we um, went into the derby against Liverpool. We've now played three successive games, well, not three successive games in terms of back-to-back, but our last three games against the top six have wheels at seven points yeah. and no one scored against us. Mm. That that's that that's brilliant for any team, do you know what I mean? Regardless of... Uh, you know, the, the, the victories, or yeah, yeah, and and 
but yeah, like Craig's alluding to it, the manner of the victories, Chelsea and, and the Arsenal game. Chelsea, the first 30 minutes, as, as we, we, we rightfully pointed out, and after that game, that they, they could have been out of sight. Mm. Um, but after that point, you know, we, we were on top throughout the game. We were in control of the game. The Arsenal game from the first minute, they, they, they didn't lay a glove on us. They didn't um, have an idea, did it's they? It's like the West Ham game finished and a minute later the Arsenal game yeah. begun. It was yeah. like the same mentality. We, we went straight forward them again. And I don't know what that is. Maybe, maybe there's been a change in that seems the mentality, maybe, I think. That with seems the to have gone now. from the second half of the Chelsea game. So yeah, since right. the second half of the Chelsea game, it's like we've consistently played well. But I think that's, that was a big turning point. We were on Radio City last week, myself and Terry, and I said in relation to this sort of mini-revival we've been on, if you will, since the 17-day um, the break we had. I said it, it seems to me like he sort of slowly unleashed Everton. Just starts off with the Cardiff game where we were resilient, yeah. and we were, were sort of not pretty on the eye. We got points. The second game and after that was the Liverpool game. Resilient again, yeah. got a point out of it. Was really, you know, hard, hard to beat. Yeah. The Newcastle game, the shackles came off, and they found our soft centre. And since the half time of the Chelsea game, he seems to have gone to them. Go, just, just go. I've built you up to this. We're defensively sound at the minute. Yeah. Go. One thing for me, and I, I said it even in our poll run. You kept on saying, "Why? Are they, why are they not doing this? Why are they not doing that?" Confidence. Yeah, confidence thing, yeah. that we can keep clean sheets and confidence that we can score goals. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it was Cardiff, but we, we got three against Cardiff, which was the first time in a while we'd done that. We kept a clean sheet against Cardiff, clean sheet against the Liverpool, so the players starting to go, hold on, well, we can actually keep clean sheets by playing like this. Mm-hmm. And like you say, we, we kind of started the Chelsea game a, a little bit on the back foot, slowly or whatever. Uh, after the new, And it was nerves, weren't it? After the Newcastle game, I think we've well, shipped three goals in that second yeah. half. We can't do that again. They got to half time, uh, you know, with a clean sheet and thought, hold on again, well, we know we can score. Mm. And, and, and again, I think that <coughs> second half performance of going toe-to-toe with Chelsea, outscoring them and keeping a clean sheet has then made them think, well, we can play in the front foot and and keep the back door closed as well. Yeah. well we did the instant match, the, the three of us done instant match yesterday, which is still available if Blues want to go and listen to us. So we were all sort of arguing over man of the match. We, we couldn't pick a man of the match because, you know, it, there was 11 great individual performances yeah. there for all three of us. Now the dust has settled 24 hours later, can you can you pick I, a man I, of the match? I'd say Calvert-Lewin. I think Calvert-Lewin yeah. was deserved for them to get it from Sky. Um he just ran his socks off. Like I said, we've said we're in need of a striker who will score 15, 20 goals, but mm. we don't really create the chances for a striker. The striker, the way we play, the striker brings the wingers and yeah, the midfielders. Yeah, the players in, get chances. I mean, get the yeah. chances. And he, is, he, he epitomised that yesterday, didn't it's he? It's the opposite at Liverpool. They go on about the fact their midfielders don't score, but their midfielders don't get the chances, the forwards do. Mm. Yeah. At Everton, it's the other way around. It's the wingers and the midfielders that get the chances. You look at the amount of chances Sigurdsson had yesterday. Mm. You look at the amount of chances that Bernard, Bernard yeah. and Richarlison had. Calvert-Lewin didn't really have a chance, did he? He had that shot. header off, off a corner, yeah. which was which was a difficult header anyway. So you're right there, it's a great point, and it, it's just the style or, or the way that we play. And you look at the stats that, that uh, Sky put up about Calvert-Lewin, one of them was he won 17 aerial duels. That's mm. ridiculous. Yeah. And, and I know that you know Arsenal are soft at the back, but that's soccer. He's a dog, isn't he? Yeah, and he's and a he, big if there's one thing he can do, he, it's head. It's head the ball. Same with Mustafi. He's not bad in the air. Well, he upset the pair of them. Yeah. The pair of them at times. He upset in the, the, the first whole half. Like, we, we, who's got him? Because I can't be bothered getting him. Someone else has got to get him because he's winning everything against <laughs> me. So he had you to take move. He had now. to take the the um, the left wing back off. Klasnic. And put Monreal there because he was just he was going over to Monreal. He wasn't even having to jump. He was just. He was just bullying him, mm. but he bullies every one of them centre-backs. If Calvert-Lewin carries on like this, are you, are you going to have a, a, a recruitment problem 
come the summer. I think Craig's got made a really good point there. I think we're playing to Calvert Lewin's strengths, and his strengths is unfortunately he's not a goal scorer. Mm. But what his strengths are, he will bring other players into <laughs> it, and he will be an absolute nuisance. Judges refer to him as being no disrespect here, but to a Marcus Bent now with a good touch. He means he means yeah. Marcus Bent because the season we finished fourth in the Premier League. Marcus Bent was a workhorse up there, and He's Tim Cahill was getting goals. Thomas Graveson was getting goals. Lee Carsley <coughs> was even getting goals, and the system reflected that. And I think that's sort of what what Silva's touched upon. Now to answer your question, if Marco Silva wants to, build to, be, to bring someone who's got that and a goal scorer in. It's how big the checkbook because those players are rare. Maybe mm. he's, he's looked at and thought, I've got to bring a couple of number 10s here and a winger, a, a wide player who can score 15 next season and maybe keep it as it is with Lewin. So, so what would be impressive about the manager is if he's looked at what he's got and said, mm, do you know what, this is the system to get the most out of these guys, then that's really good management. Mm. If it's, well, that's always been his system and that, that's always his idea, will he carry on with that and, and build continue to build around that or does he scrap it you know what I think he definitely will to the end of the season I think he's, he's, got, he's got a big decision to make it's whether he does give Calvert-Lewin the reins next year to, to lead the line or whether he does but go out the there the recruitment has to be built around that then if you've that's got it, yeah. That's yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I don't even think it's his decision I, I th- mm. in the sense that I think brands will have targets that will meet you know that they'll fit, fit in with the way that Silver's looking to play or they're both looking to play if you like and I think if they secure one or two of them targets, then he's got options then, I think. Mm. He's got options where we can play the way we're playing now, which <laughs> I know Jamie Redknapp, which was, a, it was an offensive statement to me, he said we're playing percentage football. I do get where he's coming from in the sense that we do lash some balls forwards and know that Calvert-Lewin will get on the end of it and he'll bring other players in. So although a lot of Everton fans latched onto that statement and said, hold on, we, sh- we had 23 shots against Arsenal yesterday, that's on percentage football. But I get where he's coming from is... We were putting the ball forwards at times, knowing Calvert Lewin would would make something of it, and other players would then get in the game. But, but then you were just play, you, we were playing to the Arsenal's weakness. Yeah, and exactly, that's exactly what I said. So it's very, very soft, aren't they? Which is exactly what I meant. So yeah. it's a style of football well, that's was a little bit long yesterday. ball, was it? Well, no, it was just it was just at times moments, a few moments was, but. Very it rare, weren't it? It was just times it when see, it yeah. didn't seem like it wasn't one ball Allardyce football. No, it wasn't, it it wasn't picked for Tolu, and it was like By if the option became that was the option, the yeah. best option, then, then we do it. No one had the beating, but we always tried to play football against Arsenal. Mm. And by the way, uh, he, he got a bit of stick for the, the punch he done yesterday, Pickford, and, and he didn't have much to do in the way of saves. But his kicking was immense yesterday, by the way. Improved, the amount yeah. of the yeah. balls they clipped first time with pace. Out to the wide players and and clipped at times into Calvert-Lewin to like then target. <laughs> <laughs> which is, by the way, yeah, we're just waiting for that. Uh, was, well, not we're just waiting for that. His kicking, his yeah. kicking is generally poor. I think. Oh, yeah. It's waiting for Alisson to have a good yeah. one now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, what was it we talking about then? Yeah. So in terms of the Lewin thing and and the, uh, again the style of football, I think in the summer if we manage to secure one of the big targets, which is rumored to be Haven uh, Lozano and David Neres from either. Ajax or PSV. You, you were pairing about to me yesterday. Neres yeah. is, is, I mean, and the Dutch league is not great by standards, and, and we, we always, it's very similar to Scotland in a sense because that you've got two, maybe three teams that are pushed that steamroll the rest of the mm. league. But South America or Brazilian David Neres, and, and he's got the same type of attributes that uh, Richarlison and Bernard have got. He's got ridiculous pace, he's got great feet, he can play anywhere across the front three. You mm. put them with Bernard and Richarlison, you've got a very exciting forward line then. But, again, if you don't manage to secure him or you don't manage to secure Lozano, again, who's Mexican forward, again, very mm. quick, goal scoring. He can play, off, again, off either wing, flank, but plays up the centre for Mexico. 
if you don't secure either of them or someone in that ilk, y- you might have to go and look at, and I know you're frowning, you might have to go and look at a Mitrovic because that system might be the system we have to play and therefore you need a foil for Calvert-Lewin because oh, he's yeah. still young and, and like, we, like we've said a few times, he doesn't get, at this moment in time, enough goals. I think you've nailed it there. I think if you don't bring um, someone like a David Neres in, if you, if you will, and Lozano, I think you will have to go with Lewin and then look at a quality backup because there's, there's times next season, if it is Lewin, where there's going to be times where we need goals at, at some point, you'll have to come out because yeah, not he's, only he's that, not a goal scorer. We're, we're still fighting for, s- we could still finish seventh and get in the Europa League yeah, and there's an extra competition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking there about Lewin man the match. I, I'm going to disagree with you. What? That's a little bit of a uh, disagreement. I've, I've got to go, Bernard. I, th- I think Bernard, yesterday, yeah. I think even when he went off, I think I was looking going out these last 10 minutes. We're going to miss his, his defensive capabilities because yeah, yeah. he was he was sort of a left wing back at times yeah. when Arsenal were threatening yesterday. It, he seemed to be everywhere. It was it was good to watch yesterday because Dignay and, and Bernard looked like a PNR and Baines, didn't yeah, he? Partnership did, yeah. of like seven, eight years ago. 100%, yeah. And I, I can't agree with you more. I mean, I don't necessarily, I'm going to disagree with both years, but again, on, on the Bernard what? one, the, the, <laughs> the progress he's made uh, as a player since, I mean, I, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blowing Trump, but I must have said it a number of times that we can't forget the fact that he's come from uh, the Ukraine, and before that, you know, he's only really played in South America, so he, he was always going to take time to, to settle. There's in a anyway. long gap as well when we signed in between games. I think his last competitive yeah, game Jan- was like January, was January, February yeah. or March or something. Yeah, so and he, then he's had enough excuses, but you're right there. I think the work rate, his fitness levels have gone through the yeah. roof more than anything else, and he looks like a player who relies on his fitness mm. in yeah. terms of being able to get up and down. But the pace of the Premier League means that your fitness has to go to another level. It is absolutely it's first touch, yeah. yeah. I think the only thing, the only reason I wouldn't quite give it to him, if he's got a goal, he stands, he's yeah, head and shoulders above anyone else. Yeah. He's still not good enough for me in front of goal. Now, a player of who, who does the things off the ball and everywhere else on the pitch that he does should be getting more goals. And in that situation that he was put into, if he's put any of Liverpool's front three in there, I'm confident these have, these have either got a goal or a penalty by going around the keeper oh. and getting taken down. So uh, that's the only reason I wouldn't give him it. For me, for his leadership and what he's getting out of Richarlison and his t- defensive you know, improvements, Coleman for me. Mm. Um, he, he has a number of different wingers against him yesterday. Uh, the reason I'm, I'm saying what he's getting out of Richarlison is, we've got a question later on, so I don't want to kill that, but if you notice, and, and again, I've ever told you, well, most people have noticed the sulking anyway, but watch the way the Coleman works with him. Watch off the ball when Richarlison switches off or Richarlison's slow getting back. Watch out how much Coleman's working to get him back into position and to get him working in partnership and in tandem. Look at most how much more consistent or the way that Richarlison's performance changes during the game. How many times early on the season did he have a terrible first half and you just think bit, yeah. he's finished? Yeah. He's going to come off after 60 minutes. Yesterday, he come out like a different player. He got, he got dropped for the derby, didn't yeah. he? Such, such was his performance at cards so on Wednesday night. Before. I mean, he's got a lot of responsibility at the moment, Coleman. He, he, I mean, you said it in the post-match that even though he wasn't captain yesterday, it was a when there was a few incidents, yeah. that, a few incidents that happened where the Arsenal players were playing up, they were yeah. rolling rounds. He was the first one up to the referee. Mm. He was the first one grabbing all of their players. He was yeah. he was aggressive. He was calm on the ball. One v ones offensively, he was outstanding. But as as I say, the way that he's worked with Richarlison to get the best out of him, for me, he but would be my man. Well we've spoke on previous podcasts, haven't we, about do Everton need a leader, a captain, haven't we? Because about two or three podcasts yeah, ago, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, actually said, yeah. no, I think Coleman has got. Yeah. 
you know, he's, he, he's, he's grounded and he, he is a pro. And yesterday epitomised that because he had the armband t- took off him 10 minutes before kick-off. Yeah. And to give to Jay Gilch, so who is so our captain, that, you know... It's such a strange situation that the day he has, he has the armband taken off him, he's doing he's stuff captain, like that yeah, when he's he, over he, there he to the referee. And he just, he was like, yeah, you've got the armbands, but I'm the captain of this club and I'm the future captain of this club because he mm. knows next season he's going to have that armband. The whole ground song his name after yeah, I was going to say, it's the impact of the, on the fans as well. Yeah. It, it was it was the loudest song of the day, the whole yeah. ground. And, as, and as well as, as, as that, how important do you think the fans have been in the last yeah. three home That's games? No Liverpool. Arsenal, Chelsea, you know, the, the games that you should be getting up for anyway. But the fans have been brilliant and I think we have played a part. The club have played the part yeah. as well, though, you know, With because the they, they, they the siren, yeah. the, the bring, encouraging all the fan groups to bring like banners in and stuff like pre- yeah. creating like a, again, a partisan atmosphere in the Gladys Street again mm. because it was, it was getting septic. And, and it's probably well, something ne- ne- that's been needed, hasn't yeah. it? Next season, the club have authorised a, a, a singing section, haven't they, at the Gladys Street? I think the okay. last section towards the Bullens Road, the GT6 or 7, is going to be a singing section and yeah. people have been asked, do they want to move? From there, so oh, the yeah. club, judge you right, the club are working with the fan groups now and trying to get the atmosphere better. Talking yeah. about the sirens, I, I love them, you know. Yeah, right, no. I love them. <laughs> well, I'm never, I'm never usually in Goodison Park early enough to hear them, but uh, you know, yeah. it, it, you do, it, it does seem to be. It's like a shot in the arm before is, yeah. the, the, the game is, starts, yeah. isn't it? It's 100%. strange. You never think something like that would actually have an impact, but it seems to be doing something. something like that. Yeah. Well done, Tony Bellew. Yeah, yeah. Bellew must be made off. Yeah. He must be standing in, 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 yeah, in a season ticket space, grinning away when that comes on. Or Everton playing without pressure because there's not a lot on it. Okay, I'm not saying you're out the race for seventh. Obviously, that's still there, but that's not very important, is it? Because no one, well, I get what you're saying. discussed on me that you don't even care if you don't get into the UEFA Cup. So. Does that affect it? You know, because pressure, pressure has a massive impact on mentality and performance. I'm only, I'm only putting out a little rod. I'm, you know, I'm not. No, I, I see what you do. I don't agree that they're playing without pressure. I, I think they are under pressure. I, I think the club, but under the pressure, the manager, the manager was. Silver, but I think Silver felt the pressure after that of, of having of, yeah. of this job, but and I think he's he's sort of now like realizing, you know, Everton's a big job, well, you and there's it, there's expectation, yeah, expectation he, he with could, this big he, club. You could lose, you can lose a lot of no, no disrespect to these clubs, but you can lose three or four games on the bounce at Hull. You can lose three or four games on the bounce at Watford. You can't do that, Everton. Not, showed, because, not because of the position, and, and again, that, that's very disrespectful for Watford because they're, they're up there with us. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, the fans are a lot more demanding, mm-hmm. regardless because of our history and because of the fact that the money we've spent. Well, does, does that mean that with pressure? I mean, you've always been sort of more. Me and you've had a bit of a division in, in relation to Silva. I thought he should have maybe doing more. You've said to me, "Look, open your eyes a bit." It's, it's the players going back to pressure. Marco Silva was definitely 100 mm-hmm. percent under pressure, but you're telling me. Seamus Coleman's not. This would have been a third manager or fourth manager left under this, you know, in playing right back. He's under pressure. Phil Jagiel because of similar. Mm-hmm. Gilfie Sigurdsson, as our record or second record signing, would have seen three managers get sacked under him being Everton's number 10. Mm-hmm. Those players have been under pressure and, yeah. and, and they've all stepped up. I, I don't think they've not been under pressure. Michael, Ke- Michael Keane. He's taking yeah. stick from every every yeah. angle and, and suddenly he's in England International, the Tottenham and Arsenal one for 60 million. So it's, it's almost more like everyone's playing for the jobs here. I think yeah. it's pride. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's pride. I, I think they've had to come together and have said, look, let, let's let's have a, a, a chat and let's work on things and, and what can we be doing better I think that's basically what's happened in this this 70 day break I always go back to I think there's definitely been a change since then they've come together we see more Everton I, I said yesterday in, in the instant match reaction that was Everton now we had a bit of we had a question a while back in relation to David Moyes saying Everton have lost their identity and, and us they argued that well, that's David Moyes' identity before you was the school of science and things and mm. that was your identity but it was very much back to that 
yesterday with the, the crowd and the players was, was one. Yeah. Even the touchline staff, they were up and down, and, and <coughs> Silver was Silver. was front and fourth official yeah. at one point over yeah. a throw in. Yeah, you know, getting that. Yeah, well, that's yeah, it, and that's it, what you want as fans. That you want your, your well. Klopp brought it back at Liverpool, you know, like getting him involved with the crowds. That's what we want. We want to see that. We want to see a manager. You don't want to see a manager with his arms folded on mm. the touchline just watching the game go by. You want your manager to be like up there. Yeah, you want to see that he cares the same way that you do. That we care, yeah. And, and you know what? Not only that, speaking of Silva, I love that comment he made, Chase. That's the, the, first, the first question or whatever, you know, what do you think about the game? He said, we're not clinical enough. Yeah. And 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 that 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 there's the measure. He's not he's not coming out like. A, remember David Moyes after he's win a game against someone like that. He yeah. wouldn't you wouldn't hear a a, um, a glimpse of negativity. Mm. He'd be buzzing. There'd be a big smile on his face. He wants more, and he expects more from the players. And well, that, you can tell twenty three shots on goal. We should have had more. Yeah, yeah, that's the first thing he's saying to the press. He's obviously <coughs> said that to the players. He's obviously got him yeah. and said you should have had two or three today. What yeah. what the hell? You know. I, I love that, and and he's got players in that dressing room. I think who can live up to that. The young players who who have got ambitions, and, and not only the young players, kind of guys looking at, at a move to PSG, and rightfully so, by the way. But mm. I, I think when you've got players like that, you need to feed into that and go, well, listen, if you if you do want to get your massive moves, you want to get massive money and all that type of thing, you need to be setting statements. You need to be making statements. A 4-0 win or a 3-0 win, which would it should have been, been would have been a yeah, statement. Absolutely. And it makes the big clubs sit up in Europe and go, hold on, what happened there? Let me watch that game. Whereas mm. a 1-0 on paper to the press and to everyone else just looking at it just looks oh it's a scrappy Everton win and they see the goal and they see Jag has got on the score sheet but that didn't tell the whole story and mm. I was made up with that comment from Silva because it, it, it shows that he expects you know there's more from this yeah, team yeah there's more to come from it yeah so look it was a, it was a, it was a great win it was, an, it was another another big step forwards for that team and, and for Marco Silva it'll be interesting now to see against Fulham away where like you said, Millsy, I think they've, they've lost nine games in the bounce. We'll go on to it in a moment, but it'll be very interesting to see how the team then responds to it in a game where they're expected to win. Yeah, big pressure. We'll, we'll move on to that preview at the end of the show. Just before we do move on to social media, I just want to say, how nice is it that we haven't heard from Sam Allardyce for a few weeks? <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like every time Marco Silver had a bad result, he was on, he was on talk sports, haven't yeah. he? Yeah. That's it. He's gone. He's and we had a few Liverpool fans uh, messaging us saying, would you have Sam Allardyce back, which wasn't... Well, I'm saying it's Craig. You did say you wanted Eddie Howe five weeks ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> did we all? Did we all? <laughs> you said, you, said you take him immediately. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought we all agreed to that. Phil, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some social media questions. Yep. But just before then, just a massive thanks as always to our, our sponsors and friends over at, at Dough Pizza. Two big pizzas coming again tonight. Judgy, what's, what's the yeah. ones you've ordered now? Is it oh, beef or it's something? It's he said no, cheeseburger. It's, it's a buff- <laughs> no, it's, no, it's buffalo and it's uh, the salt and pepper chicken. Just to add as well, Ryan, who's the owner of, of Doe, is an Arsenal fan, so it'll just be just as yeah. sweet. Didn't he ask you how, how many to nil Arsenal will win by? Yeah, he, Minus he was, one, isn't he? Was, he was hammering, <laughs> hammering me on social media for my prediction of 2-1. <laughs> so it was generous in the end, yeah. giving, them, giving them one. I would massively appreciate to our, our friends over at Doe. Find them at doeliverpool.co.uk and search on a Just Eat app, Doe Liverpool. It's a well. good job you won't be able to listen to this before the pizza's getting delivered. Yeah. <laughs> I might find there's no, chi- no chicken on that salt and pepper chicken pizza. Salt and pepper dough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even cooked. Um, speaking of yeah. banter with, from people we know, um, our first question comes from Mark Murray, which is Gary's brother. Um, he obviously doesn't view Henderson through the same eyes I do. So his question is, if Henderson wasn't already captain, would Klopp give him the game time that he currently enjoys? 
Do you think Klopp gives Big Verge the armband in the summer? If so, does Henderson have a future at the club hippie style? Or is the Phil Henderson love affair over? <laughs> <laughs> Before we answer that question, is that is that is that what he's referred to in the Murray household? Big, Big Verge. Verge. <laughs> Big Verge. Not, <laughs> not in my Murray household. <laughs> Go ahead, Phil. You can dive in. It's obviously directed okay, towards yeah. you. Um, first of all, I would be disappointed to... You know that passion he showed when he came on the last game? And and kind of the aggression he shows on the pitch and stuff like that, I'd be gutted to lose that. Because I think there's only really him and Milner, in my eyes, who've got a bit of that about them. So I would be absolutely gutted to, to see that go from the team. Um, does he get more game time because he's captain? Are there moments when he comes on because he's captain? And not because Klopp thinks he's the right man? I think if you believe that, I think it's disrespectful to Klopp a little bit. I think he's a bigger man than that. I don't think he will be swayed by that. Um, I don't think Henderson gets an over amount of game time. He's not in our first choice midfield. I've said over and over again, I think he's good enough to come on um, if anyone dips below, you know, below the performance. And tactically, as we've alluded to there, there are times when it makes sense for Henderson to come on. So, no, it's not my personal opinion. You know, Everyone knows that I, I love Henderson, but it's not my personal opinion that he plays more through not being captain. Mm. Um, do I think um, he might get the armbands to Van Dijk next season and would that be a good idea I think I still think it's unnecessary yeah I I don't really necessarily disagree with what you've said there but I think to say Henderson isn't in our first starting lineup, I think is wrong he plays in all the big games generally he generally gets put back in often in the league though does he he gets put in all of the big Champions League away games you know and and the big games in the league you know Mm. the derby Man U there's no there's no question he's a he's he's a first choice name for Liverpool that that implies he's being rested in the other games then well yeah and I I don't think that's the case I I think that that there is an element of that um I do think there's an element that that Klopp is managing his game time a little bit, but I still think when when push comes to shove, if you said to Klopp, who's one of the, who's, who's one of your first choice midfielders, mm. Jordan Henderson's in that. Now Absolutely. because he's the captain, and I, I think there's a there's a there's an element I think this season that it is because he's captain, and also possibly because you know he he is one of he, obviously being captain, he's one of the senior players, he's very experienced, and he he will give you that sort of attitude, you know, being up for the game, like the sort of you know yeah. the fight. Mm-hmm. I think technically he isn't as good as some other players in that same position as we've discussed. Yep. Um, and I think Klopp is willing to overlook that a little bit because he is his captain. Um, Not because he thinks it's beneficial to the win. Well, possibly because he <coughs> thinks it's beneficial for the win, but I, d- I, I think there's elements of it that it is because he's captain and because he'll come in and give you that attitude. It's like he'll, he'll, yeah, it'll make up for his deficiencies on technically sort of puffing his chest out yeah yeah I think I'm because a, there's the not many the team as you've, yeah as yeah. you've identified there's not many in that team that will necessarily do that Milner and Henderson being the two I feel and like they're captain and his vice so I feel like Mark implies almost that like Klopp doesn't want to upset him because he's the captain rather than being captain gives you them elements to the, or no. gives you them attributes I, I think it's it's a bit of both if I'm honest, I can see your point. I can see what you're saying, but I can also I I do think Klopp overlooks a couple of technical deficiencies in that number six role, and he'll play him because he'll get the attitude out of him, which so, will gee the team up. So back to it, do you think he'll give it to Van Dijk next season? I don't. If if if, if Henderson's still at that club, I don't think Klopp will take it off him to give it to Van Dijk. I almost I I actually think Van Dijk's the type of player who will say, if 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 that if was going to happen, staying. I reckon he'd say no. I, d- I don't think, I don't think he'd say necessarily no. say no, but I think there'd be the a message discussion. within the club would be 
if if he's here, I'm willing to sort of defeat. He's the you know he's he's the captain of this club. I don't I don't think he'd be like he's the type of player who who'd be like, I want to be you know give me give yeah. me like give me. I don't I don't think he'll I don't think he'll um, give it to Van Dijk next season. And to be honest, I, I spoke to to Amar before, and I was going to pass this off as my own comment, but I won't. I'll, I'll let him have it. <laughs> he said, um, well, what I said to him originally. Why would you give it to Van Dijk right now? The, it, there's no pressure on him. He's he's already probably the arguably the best centre half in world football. He's there's no need to give him that added pressure of being the captain. Now, no, does the argument of it rewarding him for being as good as he is and all that? Mm. I don't know how Mark said. I suppose you could look at it of you can you can give him that when Real Madrid come in with a three hundred million bid for him mm. to try and take him off us, and that can be a little bit of a sweetener, sweetener. to keep him. Yeah, which I suppose could be I think could be a good point. He's naturally not really going to keep nah, him. I don't Come think on. so. I think he's naturally going to end up being captain, isn't he? You know, it, 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 it's just one of them sort of things. Yeah, the, what's that? Van Dijk's a captain without having the heart. There's a lot of players like that, mate. We've got a few in the team. We, we've bought players from from other clubs who wear their who wear the captains where they were when we bought them and stuff like that. Well, he's the third choice, isn't he? He's like he's the you know him and Wijnaldum were the two that the players picked as yeah. the backup to Milner and, and Henderson. So he, he already has. He's going to be there for a long time. Milner and Henderson's time, you know, coming to an end in the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean Jordan Henderson's still relatively young. He's only twenty nine, isn't he? So he isn't actually that he's old. He's got them heel or Achilles sort of niggling thing no, going on. Yeah. He's past that now. I think he's one of them players as well. Not like Rooney, because I think he's uh, probably unfair that because he's kept himself in better shape than Rooney, but he, he's got a lot of miles on the clock, hasn't he, Anderson? Yeah. He's played a lot of league games and a lot of... And like you say, Philly, he's had his niggles mm-hmm. during that time. He's not someone who's never been without the odd, the odd problem. And I think that takes a toll, doesn't it? Yeah. I think you look at the players who played, like your gigs and whatever, who played into the late 30s, he's... They've done it because they've, they've just been without injury. The kinds uh, of yeah, and the fans aren't really with them. So like, I think that's, I think that's harsh to say that, mate. Go on social media, Teddy. They're not. I think it's very polarized. Don't get me wrong, but I don't reckon it's like the majority no, of fans are. But what I mean is, if he, if he starts to dip, I don't think there's that sentimental. Ah, oh, Henderson, give him another year. I think he'll be gone. No, soon, I, yeah, I can understand soon. that, but and I don't think he's the type of player if he does start to you know dip that would want to stay at Liverpool. I, th- I, I, I don't think he's one who's going to see himself out. I think he'll want to go and play somewhere else. Your own argument about other things back at you. Mm. If it's best for Liverpool, does he go? Not in my opinion. No, but if if it if it is best for Liverpool, if the decision is Henderson goes and that's the best thing for Liverpool, are you happy? Absolutely, yeah. Always, always. Um, Okay, cool. So answer that question then. Move on. Mark's actually asked a blue question as well, so we'll move on to that. do the Blues see any opportunities in the soon-to-be-relegated teams to shrewdly improve their <laughs> squad next season? That kind of ties in with another question we have from um, Alex on the website. He said, anyone we have on loan currently, would you have as part of next year's squad? So you can kind of tie them in together. Yeah, there's only one player at the minute I'd take from the relegated teams and you wouldn't get him. And it's Sessegnon. Yeah, it's I, a good I, I wouldn't touch any of Huddersfield's players. No, you wouldn't touch. You wouldn't touch the players. Nothing. They've got nothing about them. Well, where, where, why would you take session? Where would you play him? I would. I'm saying you wouldn't get him. Oh, well, if you could get him, where would you play him? You'd have to compete for the left hand sides of midfield with Bernard. So it just seems like an odd one to say you'd desperately take him, but I would take him. The question was, what players would you take? I think he fits. I think the reason Mills is saying that is he fits in with the the mould of the fact that. All of the players that Brands and, and Silver are targeting are young, the quick, they're athletic, versatile. the versatile. As in, mm. he's played in midfield, he's played left back, he's played left. You know, he's played left midfield, 
I think he would definitely bring a lot to our team. And I think if you look at the fact that when Bernard's been out of form, his replacement's been Walcott, mm. and he's been they've been flitting between the two. It's not even. Plus, how Fulham use him as well is, is they sometimes bring him on for the last twenty fifteen, and he always seems to bring a- something against the top sides. Yeah. They do. It's like yeah. kind of the shackles are off. Let's bring Session on. Yeah. The game's opening up a little bit. Imagine so us doing that on Bernard tires. Yeah. Done against us. It's an interesting one because I think he's actually, to be honest. Like played too many positions for Fulham, and he's sort of lost his way a bit. Like, no. he, that's, it's like I, they don't, they don't know where to play him. We, we, com- we compare him to Gareth Bale, didn't we? It's a yeah. bit of a conundrum where he's he's too attacking to play left back, mm. and he's kind of not doesn't score enough goals to play left, left wing. wing. Mm. So it's kind of it, I think he does need to go to a club like Tottenham's done with Bale, where they can dip him in and out, but he knows when he's in the team, this is where you're going to play. Well, we Bale, Bale got made to play left wing, didn't he, or, or right wing? as it sometimes was, but it was like, you're a winger for us now, you're not a full-back anymore. Yeah. We've seen him in the Championship last season, he did score a lot of goals, didn't mm. he? Four Fulham. He was left winger then, he yeah. paid him right yeah. up, yeah. But this season, you've seen like <coughs> playing against better opposition, he, he hasn't, he, no, his right. composure hasn't been there, and he has had mm. chances this season. Four he has one at Goodison, yeah. in September at the bar, bar when he went yeah. clean through. Yeah. It's yeah. not so uncommon, not as that from players t- making a step up from the Championship, where they've scored a lot of goals in the Championship and haven't quite made that, that step. Because it, it, I mean, we spoke about Bernard himself. That that he's come from the Ukrainian league or whatever, and he's played in South America. But that extra intensity and that that extra, you know, tempo in the Premier League, it's a completely different game almost. That you're playing. Suddenly, you've got a lot less time than you had before. Mm. But going back, going back to the question, um, I would. I I lose it to Cardiff. If, if I mean yeah, they're going to be the, 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 the cards will be the third one. I think yeah. so. Yeah, and yeah I, I, I think for me, I'd be tempted by Mitrovic if the price was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily agree with Millsy that he's exactly the same as Tosin. I do get the point that he, you know, he's a hustle, hustle and bustle type centre forward. But I think he's got a bit more quality than that. He showed that for Serbia, um, albeit Tosin shows that for Turkey as well. But I think. He's he's quicker than Tossin. I think he's he's better in the air. As in Tossin is good in the air, but he doesn't dominate. I mean, Calvert Lewin's probably better in the air than than, than Tossin is. Mm. I think Mitrovic is a young player as well. He's twenty two, which which shocked me. Yeah, twenty four. Sorry, he, he, he doesn't look. Yeah. He looks a lot older. But yeah, twenty four. But it, which shocked me that he was so young. So he, he's he's got a he's got a lot there to offer. And I think for the reason you've identified, Session Young, because he's young. I think Brands would be tempted because of the age as well. But we discussed it on City Talk, me and, me and Mills. Discussed yeah, it, it is not what happens. I had a two-on-one, you and Alan Irwin, the presenter, <laughs> who agreed with you. He was an Evertonian, was basically hammering yeah, down Mitrovic forever. And I was questioning whether you had money in this. Well, you give your <laughs> you give your, you give your rationale as to why not then, because I, I, I agree with Judgy. I, think I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think he's much better than Sanctosin. Now, you might say, based on what? I think based on just, just watching the pair of them, they're very similar. I, I think if, if Sanctosin played for Fulham, He'd have what ten goals, eleven goals, is it? He'd you know, have that for Fulham. You know when City yeah. played Fulham, we found out um, Mitrovic were playing. We were like, well, that's done then. Forget about that. <coughs> Does Tosin have that quite same? No, because t- Tosin's never been the sort of the focal point. He, he was for a small part of last season. And Sam Allardyce brought him in. Sorry, Allardyce brought him in because we had Uma on the ass and we had Calvert Lewin, who was probably a stone lighter than he is now. Believe it or not, and he's, he's really light now. So he brought Tosin in, and Sam Allardyce, as you know, even as a Redfield how he's going to play football. It was all to yeah. Tosin's head. And Tosin's done quite well. He scored a few goals. Remember a brace at Stoke where there were similar goals where he was beating their defenders to it. He'd do that down there, but we wouldn't play that way for Mitrovic. We'd play how we play now. Mm. And then you're looking at Mitrovic not scoring for four or five and having to bring a, a Richarlison or a Sigurdsson into play. 
you've got that already with Tosin. If you want to upgrade your strikers, go and upgrade them. Tosin yeah, and but when, when we were discussing this yeah. on the radio, and and your your point was we need we need a striker. You almost basically said you need a striker in the mould of Firmino. Mm. Where are you going to find one of them, mate? Well, no, you found one. You found one. Yeah, in Germany, Neres is in that mould. In fairness, I know, I know he's he's relatively unproven, but so was Firmino. Because you know, yeah, yeah, but mm. still playing. If you're not playing, if you're playing for any team other than Bayern or, or Dortmund in that league, the thing is, we didn't sign Firmino in that role. He, he was made into it at nine by Klopp. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't signed as a. He was signed as a, as a number ten. So it's difficult. There's not many in world football, and we've said it. You know that's why we'd be so reluctant to lose Firmino. There's not many in that mould in who play in world football who can be that really yeah, dynamic used, number nine. But like you didn't saying. know the Firmino was that. Uh, uh, that's no, a recruitment didn't. team, isn't it? And that's what I'm saying. That's that. That's what you've got to trust. You, you, in our case, our director of football. But it took, us, it, it took us nearly three years to to, to find Firmino well, into you, that you, you into put him into that, that position. It wasn't really the case, was it? Because Klopp wasn't there when you bought him. No, so we signed him under Rogers. Know, yeah, but you didn't know your needs then, then, did you? We're we're looking for a player. In it to fit into a system under our current managers with a different no, set of well, circumstances. We definitely did know we needed them because we had Sturridge who was per- perpetually injured. We had Ricky Lambert up front. We had you know Mario Balotelli. We needed a striker. No, but no, everyone's right here because Terry's right in the fact that it's not easy to find it for me. Yeah. Yeah, but Judge is right and, and Millsy in, in saying that it's, yeah, it is hard, but they're out there. But oh, yeah. it, 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 it shouldn't stop you from looking. No, but it doesn't mean to say, I think what Millsy's getting on, and I do agree with him in this sense, that we don't just settle for a Mitrovic because he's available. Mm. I think the two players that are, that we discussed before, albeit they're relatively unproven, they, more, they fit the mould of what we're trying to go to. Mm. And, the, you know, the likes of Lozano and Neres, again, are young, but they're exciting, quick South American players, which do fit the style of play more mm. than a Mitrovic would, because mm. he's more in the, the moulds of tossing. So I, I agree with you on the session, young one. I would be tempted by Mitrovic if the price was right. If we could offload tossing, I think he would be a slight yeah. improvement on him, but I, I don't think I'd be going out my way on well, the other ones. I, I, think think sorry, sorry, I think an answer to Mark's question, I think we'd possibly be more inclined to look at players from the championship who aren't going to come up I mean there's a chance that the likes of the Villa mightn't come up and then you've got like a Jack Grealish there mm. who's, who's, yeah. who's yeah. a good player he cost money though won't he well he's probably going to cost the same amount of money as what a Mitrovic would cost yeah. they signed him yeah. for 30 million in the summer for, um, from Newcastle he's going to He's, there's going to be they're going to throw 10 15 million on him aren't they to, mm. to, to get a return because they've spent a lot of money in the summer that they'll want to recoup mm. So I'd possibly mo- be more inclined to look at decent players well, in the championship. Well, who is, is there any, well, the second part of the question there, yeah, have we got any decent players who are out on loan? Uh, and the first thing that springs to my mind is, is Nikola Vlasic. Yeah, and, and he's gained the experience of playing for a club in the Champions League and, they, and he's done well and he's performed in the Champions League. So For, for me, with Vlasic, it's whether he's going to be happy to be second choice because he's yeah. going to have to come back, come back and be second choice for a period of time. Now, if we're in Europe... As Craig was alluding to there, I think he probably played most weeks in Europe because mm. he's he's good enough and he's shown he's good enough in the Champions League, but he's not going to be good enough to come into that team at the moment. Um, <coughs> but it, again, it, it, I think uh, there's a lot of permutations there with the lone players. I think if we're going into a season where we are competing on a few different th- fronts, then we, we're going to need some of them players back. One, because they're on less wages. I think Vlasic, if the truth be told, is only on about 20, 25 grand, which is next to nothing. Skins. Kieran Dow's on, on next. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but you know what I mean? <laughs> compared, to, compared to your Tossens, who's on 60, 80 oh, yeah, grand, you know, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a factor because you, you're not going to bring squad players in to European season and be able to get away with it, giving them 30, 40 grand, mm-hmm. whereas you can keep the likes of Dow and... Uh, 
Vlasic on that type of type yeah. of wage and, and get away with I think it. That's like a good point because that's where we went wrong in the in last season, last summer when when Koeman sort of got the him and Steve Walsh had the the cheat for the chat manager and had all the money to go and buy who <laughs> he wanted. <laughs> and you look at like we, we bought Hugo Martinez when you had John Joe Kenny there. Yeah, you bought Davy Classen when you argue we had Kieran Dowell there. You brought Ramirez when you Ramirez. had Talbot Calvert Lewin there. So I think it's a good point. Uh, can I just ask? Just Ramirez, w- would you give him another go? No, because no, no. It, it, it's a different style of playing, a different you know no. he had setup. It, he, he had it in pre-season. We, we went and beat um, Timbuktu Cleaners 24-0. He's he the only player who didn't score. Yeah. The only player who didn't score those times, he was on his back. I know, but, it, but in, in a more settled sort of silver side. He hasn't scored all no. season for Sociedad. He, he, and, and apparently the reason why they let him go to Sociedad <laughs> is they play a similar style of football. Okay. So it's yeah. like he's even played in a weaker league defensively and as a manager, he hasn't scored, has he? He hasn't scored all season. Plus, when, when Silva came in, he was asked about Klassen and Ramirez. I don't think Klassen played a pre-season game. They couldn't get him off the door fast enough. Ramirez didn't leave till deadline day. Mm. He, he played, play, the, even he played the Carabao Cup game. Yeah. yeah. We played, played Rotherham in the Carabao Cup in August, and, and he played him, and he's playing him going like, if you go and score two past these, you're giving me, you're giving me a headache. Yeah. He, he, I don't think he's got I it. I went to Berry in pre-season, and I'm, I think he was the only player who played the full 90 minutes still in that score. game, and he still didn't. Get the post. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, he's just a no, a big oh, fat yeah, no. I think it, it's going to be hard to get rid of him because I think we give him... They had, it was, yeah, did we sign him off? Atletico, was it? No, Malaga, no, was it? No, it Malaga, was Malaga. Yeah, yeah. Malaga. And they had, a clo- they had a clause where it was only like six million. So we had a pick of the clubs. Mm. And to get him, the wages we give him are astronomical. So I think to get him off, the, even get him off the club's going to be tough. Mm. Yeah. Okay, sticking on the theme of transfers then. Steve, from, Steve asked us on Twitter to the Reds, would the lads take a punt on War Prowse to strengthen Liverpool's squad next season? So... You so know, is th- this is a player who could get relegated. So mm-hmm. that could, well, I don't know why Mark Murray has uh, really put the onus on Everton to sign a relegated player where it could be Liverpool linked with a, a relegated player in War Pros. Yeah, you never mentioned him, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't want him. He might, <laughs> he might get relegated. <laughs> <laughs> fair question? I think it is a fair... I like him. Yeah. I like what James no, War Pros. I don't think too many people who don't. No, I think he's one of them sort of players who... He's, he's found it difficult at Southampton because I think he's been a really technical player and you know one one of them sort of almost a luxury player in in a bad side when they were under Pellegrini and Mark Hughes and stuff and he lost his way a little bit you know like he, he was in and out of the team because he just didn't suit them managers I think under Hasenhutl he's he, you know he's been given license to play he, he used to play more on the right right hand side under Hasenhutl he's playing more as a centre mid. And I think he's, he, you know, he's sort of growing now into it, into his position, and I think he looks like a really, really good young player. Um, Liverpool have been linked with the likes of, you know, there was talk that we were going to buy Suzo back and stuff like that from AC Milan. I think he's a very sort of similar player, but I think he's got more aggression than Suzo. Mm. If, we, if you, you know, if you link with that sort of player, of we're looking for that, you know, a, a sort of young yeah. midfielder. I see what process more of an attacking mid. He's respected uh, he's and established in the Premier League as well. He is. He's a proper centre mid. I think like he he he's got he's got more, some attacking instincts and he's his set pieces are obviously you know excellent. He's he's really good on a dead ball on that. But it's only it's only recently that he's been playing midfield. He was more of a right mid, you know, yeah. like when he first came through at Southampton. But I really like him. The thing is, I've talked about possibly Trent moving into the midfield at Liverpool. Now, if it was a toss-up between Trent and Ward-Prowse, I think I'd rather give Trent the option, you know, to see mm. what see what he's got so on that happens. midfield before yeah. I go and sign someone on another young English player ahead of him. Yeah, 
I can see someone signing more players now. I can see someone signing him, yeah. yeah. On another Southampton player. Well, yeah, there's that as well. <laughs> I don't think they'll even entertain us going in for them. And I, if they do, they'll probably rake us over the coals money-wise. The other so. thing is, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to see Liverpool go into this summer's transfer window with no outs in midfield. Like, <clears throat> you know, we had not chance last year. No, not even Keita, because I, I definitely want to see what Keita's got next season. I, I, don't, like, think, I don't think I, I'd be overly like concerned <coughs> if Lallana went like... Mm. True. What about Shakiri? Do you think he's? We, we talked. We talked a few weeks back. Is he going to be a player as a short Liverpool career? Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what? I think there's Shakiri at any club's got a shelf exactly, life, hasn't yeah. he? Nah, but there's been a there's been an um, interview, hasn't there, where that they've said they've come out with an excuse for why Shakiri's no, not well, been playing. If, if the club, the, the club didn't, and then he went on an international duty, and his international manager came out and basically said it was a problem with his pubic area or something, and it's really embarrassing sort of injury. So that's why the club haven't said nothing. Klopp had to confirm it and say that is the reason we didn't want to go public with it. But his international team yeah. have, and basically they've confirmed that there's something wrong, like down, you know, that's with his pubic area. But no one knows what that is. So, but Does. apparently that's the reason why. And then when the question came to Klopp, was why was he being on the bench? Then he said he's literally there just to make up the numbers for the squad so because he so basically he wasn't available to play. So he's not big so Shaq. Well, <laughs> who knows? His <laughs> calves are big, yeah. No one, so I, I can't, I can't give you any more information because I don't know. A pubic area injury. Yeah. Isn't it's that a, the same? It's, it's your job to find out. Yeah. What is pu- pubic? I was going to say we've had this before. Isn't that why Neil left across the park? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Mike Tyson won the title with gonorrhea. How bad can it be? I don't know. Listen, I don't, I don't know. Back here, yeah, no, one <laughs> no one knows what it is. Um, hey, he was boxing with his fists, to be fair. <laughs> but to be fair, you know, we, we did talk about it on the pod, and I, I think he's the type of player that maybe hasn't quite fulfilled, you know, all Klopp's sort of ambitions for him in terms of understanding the exact way that he wants him to play. I think he's a really useful player if he is fit, and, mm. and I think his, his stats bear that up. But, but do you know what? Speaking if the money comes in, if a big big comes yeah, in, we'll take it. Speaking of stats, I was reading some stats before against United, West Ham, and whoever was the other game around that time <coughs> might have been Leicester. Shakiri played all three games. He had no shots, no crosses. But he did against Man U, mate, because he scored two scored goals. Two. <laughs> Came on, yeah. I wasn't I'm sure I read that before. No shots, no crosses. So Newcastle against New- he started against Newcastle. He wasn't great in that game. Um, so if that was starts, maybe that one of them. It was in three games: West Ham, and Leicester. Yeah, but they were they were they were when we were all like you know the team was poor. They yeah. like West Ham and Leicester games. The team was poor, you know. So it, it's a difficult one. And then he started against Newcastle. I remember we made the points on the instant match that again it was a game that he started and didn't look really great in. So but anyway, Shakiri, you're saying Shakiri and Lallana there is potential outs. You just said Warprost wasn't an attacking mid; it was a centre mid. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't be. I don't think I'd be signing Warprost as a guaranteed first teamer. You know, he's going right on our team and yeah, playing every me, game. For me, if we're, bringing, if we're bringing a, a centre mid in, I want a centre mid who's going right into the team and immediately improves us. I, I it's think fair if, to if say he did say to strengthen Liverpool's squad. I think if Lallana goes out and Warprost came in, I don't reckon I'd be disappointed. No, no. you know, because I think they've both got some attacking qualities. They'll both give you hard work. Yeah, Lalana. He might not be the most like sort of naturally where you think he's he's, he's an hard nut player, but he's an aggressive player. You know, he, yeah. in in his press and stuff like that. And Ward Prowse is adding that to his game yeah. this season. So yeah. I don't Although think that'd be that really hurt be, me. If or that was to stop us getting a marquee midfield signing in, yeah, I would be disappointed. And I think Southampton would ask big money for him because yeah. he's an important player for. Is him. there any chance of Grewich coming back? So anyone want to see that? He's done well on loan, apparently, yeah. but I, I, I just don't... I, I think, think he's one I of them players... I think well more about him if he was doing anything wonderful. I'll, I'll be honest, yeah. I can't think where he is on loan, but I, I've heard that he is playing well. He's pl- he has played well, and I, I think it's more the... 
he's always looked like one of them players, hasn't he, that maybe just isn't quite quick enough for the Prem. You know, the way Emery Chan is a class player, but he just wasn't really a Prem player, was he? <coughs> Not for me. Just wanted too much time. Maybe that's the, the case of Keita as well. Yeah, maybe he, he's, he's, he's the same. Too, yeah, okay. it is, yeah. Um, I, I think he's, for my in my mind, he just always looks that little bit too slow or wanting a bit too much time. You get that on the continent, you don't quite get it in the Premier League, and I think he's one of them. That was of my players. initial criticism of Fabinho, but I'm happy to say. Yeah, although he, did, he, he looked a bit slow against Southampton. I thought he was unsettled by their press, but... Fabinho? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. But okay, cool. Um, so the next Everton question then. Um, Silva has already questioned Luckman's attitude and the media are linking Walcott away. Both could be gone for around 20 million. Why not add 30 million to that and bring in Zaha? He will be an immediate upgrade. What do the Blues think about that? Ideal world, I'd be slobbering over that. That'd yeah. be brilliant. Because <laughs> you've got two players who at the moment, as as the listeners suggested there, aren't contributing. And you're bringing in a player who would, would you guarantee he's almost to get 10 to 15 goals from. And again, fits in with the mould of Pacey. You know, um, again, links up with players. He's uh, my he's vote for best player outside the top six. I think, th- I think yeah. that question is an argument as why Everton needs to get into Europe. To attract someone like Zaha because mm. he, he wasn't happy in the Northwest at Manchester United, was he? Uh, he didn't really uh, yeah, set, and maybe he's, he's going to look at Everton and go, "Okay, well they're in Europe, so yeah." Yeah, I suppose, and I suppose the argument would be, in, as you're suggesting there, why go to Everton? Mm. Like I'm at Palace now, somewhere near the middle of the league. All right, yeah, I'm sure there'd be more money on the table for a start, but yeah, you're right. I think there would have to be something, and I suppose the argument would be, uh, look at him at the moment. He's the main man for Palace, mm. by a mile, yeah. and he can do whatever he wants. He's have to come into the Everton team and work hard, and mm. and and earn his place as well, because you've still got players there on the, in the wise areas at the moment that are doing well. Is that twenty million that they're saying there for no. for um? I think combined. Combined, so like I 10 guess so. I guess no, so. No, no, I think they're saying 20 each, aren't nah, they? For Luckman. No, you're not getting 20 for Walcott. No, you're getting 20 for Luckman, aren't you? I th- I'm not even sure. But, the, but if that's 20 each, you're chatting 70 mil for Zaha. 70, I think, I think that's 60, where you're 60 million is probably, yeah, 60 to 70 million is probably the mark for Zaha, which is a lot of money. And, and I think the only thing that I suppose someone like a Silva might frown upon is could you put a Zaha and a Richarlison in the same team? I don't know. I, I think mm. we, we've got a question about this, the Richarlison Sulkin. And I think there's there's a lot to be said for having an ego like that in your team and the benefits of it. Having two of them in there, I, I don't know. But mm. We said there that the question, Phil, you may as well move on to that, that question there. We had a question on Richarlison Sulkin, like Judgy touched oh, yeah. upon there. It's a very good time <laughs> I to... I thought you meant yeah, like Judgy Sulkin there. Like <laughs> <me>. <laughs> <laughs> He's been well, very well behaved tonight, Judgy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come from Danny Zuko when he said... Obviously, made hey. up Danny Zuko. <laughs> <laughs> well, have I right. said that wrong? Grease Lightning? No. <laughs> Phil Danny hasn't seen Grease, has oh, okay. he? Yeah. No, not for about 15 <laughs> years. He, he wears yeah. that leather jacket, though, just yeah. the sea birds on. Oh, got chills. Um, <laughs> 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 <he> said, <laughs> that was bad, wasn't it? That was like I liked it. Well, <laughs> obviously, made up with recent performances and results, but I can't help but being wound up by Richarlison. I don't know whether it's just the way he is, but he always seems to be sulking. He's pulling his finger out recently, as is everyone, but someone needs to pull him to one side and tell him he won't make any friends crying and pulling sad faces if he's getting kicked. If you get kicked, get back up, kick the ball. In a footballing sense, we demand effort and I never say die attitude. I'm seeing improvement, but not enough fight. Yeah, well, I've got two points to make on that. The first one, and and Kev, who who does listen to the show and sits by me in the match, I pointed out to him yesterday. I think the players now know how to handle Richarlison and and his moods, uh, in particular Seamus Coleman. Coleman. 
he manages them very well. But the other players do. So there's an example at the park end in the first half yesterday. And I obviously sit there so I could see a close hands. <coughs> Richarlison gets to the touchline and should have should have picked a man out from the touchline. He got he got he was in the area. Should have cut it, cut it back to either Sigurdsson. I think it was Calvert Lewin. He just tried to fire it across the box and it got blocked. You could see the visibly the frustration from the two three men in the box, but no one actually has a go at him. They just kind of went yeah, and sucked it up. <coughs> now the reason I'm saying that is I think they know what a Richarlison who's in, in the right fra- frame of mind can produce for the team. Mm. They also know that if he goes the wrong side of that and starts sulking at what a negative impact he can have on himself and on the team as well. I think the players now know that, look, as long as we kind of allow him to make mistakes, as every young player does, and don't get on his back, he will work hard. And I think the listener's being a bit unfair to him there. And I think he does put a shift in for Everton, and he has done more so in recent weeks. I think earlier on the season he could be accused of, of sulking and not kind of reacting to getting kicked and getting back up and chasing, but I think he, he he's he now a lot I more aggressive off the ball. I think Danny's coming out coming out from another point of view where he's thinking you're saying about the Everton players now out to manage him, but what if the opposition starts to realise kick him? Just get no, into uh, him. Yeah, Phil, he Phil he's the most he's the most kick player he was officially the most foul player last season. So he he's he used to getting kicked. He just reacts. He, he, he knows, but. I, <coughs> I just think it's just his demeanour. But I think there's something in it, in his sulking. I, I do get that. I get that accusation. And, and I was kind of one of those ones who... who, who and no one likes a sulker, do they, to be honest. There's but a reason you've said, all of you have said in, you know, previously that you haven't got a single player in this Everton squad who the fans absolutely love and adore, you know, kind of the way mm. you used to have. Yeah, um, he would be that like. man. Yeah, but not properly. I would if Richardson never had that about him, he might be that man, but that's probably the thing holding him back, isn't it? If he never had that about him, I don't think he's had that same level of... It's just arrogance, isn't it? Your top players, and there's obviously exceptions, because you've got a couple who don't have that type of same type of arrogance, but I think generally you're fine with the mercurial talents. Listen, Neymar's got, got it. You yeah, take they've that got type that swagger, yeah, and I think he, he, he's just got that as a Brazilian and as a player who's exceptionally talented and still young... Now it might that might evolve. That might evolve in something that's a little bit different to the way it is. But at the moment, it manifests itself in in a sulking type mm. of. Yeah, um, I think what you're getting, I feel, is the likes of like when we had and when Torres just got booted off the park, and then he'd, he'd get up and carry on going, and you love it, don't you? Or Suarez, mm-hmm. you know, like. Mm. And you could see Richarlison, he, he, he gets them fouls, he draws them fouls. It's how he reacts to them. If he, if he reacts yeah. in the way that Suarez is, as in like almost mugging the opposition by sort of like just you know buzzing off them. Yeah. You, you, you could see why the fans would love that, you yeah, know, like sort of thing. Maybe that'll come. I mean, I think a big point is we've, we've missed off that is he got sent off three games in the season for yeah. headbutting someone. Yeah, maybe. And, and you know, s- Silver Lambaster him, didn't he? So, so maybe there's a little bit of that. Maybe, yeah. So I, I, think, I think he's a player who struggles with that that kind of the the balancing act yeah. of being yeah. aggressive without spilling over. So I think he has to kind of sulk to just go, well, <sighs> you know, let's yeah. get on with it. And, and that's... But <coughs> no, has publicly sulked about getting kicked. He came out and gave a big interview mm. about I'm fed up with this referees need to give me more protection and all that. And, and Troy Dean he said, didn't he? We try and kick him off the park. He yeah. openly <laughs> said on Saturday yeah. when we play them, we're gonna kick him off the park. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, it it's I I look I get the point, but I think I, I would um urge Evertonians to watch the way that the, the Everton players are aware of it as well and, yeah. and, and where in recent weeks, without him, you know, always scoring, he's certainly like a lot of players. He's been a lot better. 
Um, so maybe again that we we spoke the seventeen. Maybe that seventeen day break has has been used socially for the players to get to know each other a little bit better and and to understand you know their strengths and, and weaknesses. Yeah. And I think in that sense, one of the challenges we can Richarlison's weaknesses is his you know his tendency to sulk if things don't go his way. But yeah. as long as he keeps, show, I think it just shows he cares himself. Yeah. The, the yeah. sulk and it just shows that he he doesn't want to lose. Maybe that he's disappointed in his own personal performances. Because they haven't been up to scratch, but I think from the last four or five games, he has shown a level of not the level he was at perhaps the first half of the season or the first third of the season, but he's certainly showing that you know he yeah. wants to get in and amongst it. You know, yeah. obviously his his finishing in the la- I know he scored against Chelsea, but it, it hasn't been as as prominent or even as you know it it, it hasn't been to where it was at the start of the season. But I think he's getting into the positions and he's yeah. certainly. I mean, South Americans performance in the game. South Americans in general, while they not be, while they might not be the most loyal, they're definitely, you know, passionate, temperamental, yeah. and emotional for every team they play for, aren't they? In general. Um, so the final question on social media comes from Mark O'Neill on Twitter. He said, "Given the current points and teams left to play, would the Liverpool lads swap our current position with Man City's current position?" What's the, what's the what's games left to play then? I think United, so City have got, we're looking at it, they've got Palace away, Spurs at home, United away, Burnley away, Leicester at home, and Brighton away. Now, they've got without, four without, games away. Without sounds like a bit of blue, which I am, <coughs> that's a harder running than yours, which is Chelsea at home, I'll give you that one. But then you've got Cardiff away, Huddersfield at home, Both Newcastle home. away, well, and then I'll say Wolves at home is a New, tough one. Newcastle away is just Liverpool. Liverpool, surely he's just yeah. gonna just gonna yeah. So I think based on that, there, surely. Hopefully, like, yeah. Well, that that's the meeting in between the bones. Of that question, isn't it? They've got the tougher. They have got the yeah. tougher, yeah. but they've got a one-point lead. You know, for me, uh, there's not a chance in LRB swapping there. No, I agree. Not a chance. I I, I wouldn't want their running. I, I, d- I didn't realise their running was looked that difficult. Le- even less than our own. That's, it, that's, that's without tough. that's without chance. The Champions League games. Well, yeah. got Spurs. Spares on Tuesday and then Spares again the following Wednesday. Which is arguably going to take more out of them. Well. No, no, no Spares at the end. After oh, the second it. leg. Which is arguably going to take more out of City than what Porto will out of use. Well, on, on paper, but I mean, it's more the fact that I think if you're playing the same team three get times, it get, you get stale. Even no. if City are the best team and they blow them away in the first leg, by the time you play them the third time, I know, but Tottenham are going to be going, we can't get done three times by them, we just exactly. can't. Well, exactly. And yeah, that's it, what we're and saying. I think... <laughs> You know, Gary. Gary's made the point, and like when we've been chatting and stuff, that I, I don't know what did you say. It was Carragher who, who said it. It's where them points are going to get dropped, isn't it? What competition? Because yeah. it, it could well be that they dropped the, you know, they drop games against Spurs in the Champions League, but then beat them in the league. But if they don't, if they come through the Champions League, and you know, we've we've mentioned that it was basically it was basically said around all the games City have got left, they're not going to win every single. It'd be unlikely for them to win every single game from now to the end of the season. Yeah, they've won eight on the trot at the minute. Yeah, so minute have any so to win the next six. So with that in mind, fourteen and fourteen wins yeah. on the bounce. But so that that's with the, the league. Only t- possibly the only team capable of it, isn't it? Yeah, but that's. Well, I think United away for them is going to be horrible. Well, this ah, listen, look at them fixtures. You I might as well get the the, the shine out and <laughs> you know, polish, polish that Premier League title. Well, it's just you know, Gar- it's that Jinx. point. What Gary's saying <laughs> here is where where do them where do them points get dropped? And we've said it on this podcast that we think there's a chance City as a club are more interested in that Champions League yeah. than the league. The I don't think the fans, the manager, their yeah. fans are, but their owner yeah. and, and it definitely is. And I think Guardiola probably 
you know, if he's being honest, that's his remit, isn't it? Yeah. Win us that Champions League to make us a major club. Well, that's so why he's there because the ad managers win, win the Premier League for yeah, them yeah. and he got it's rid. Like, yeah. it's, like, it's like a Bromwich at Chelsea, weren't it? You know, they won the league plenty of times, but they, it was that Champions League that they wanted because that yeah. puts you in the super club sort of realm, doesn't it? As a, just winning your domestic league is enough. Scolari, didn't he, at yeah. one point to try and win it, yeah? And so, it, it, so it's it's one of them. Um, I, don't, I don't think, personally, that City will win the next three league games. Never mind the Champions League. I don't think they'll win the next three league. Palace away. That's um, in between the Spurs games, isn't yeah. it? In the Champions Palace League. Palace away, Spurs, and and then Man United away. That's a hard three, three, games. three hard games. And so then you have won the league by by the time we play Huddersfield. Necessarily, we've got to win ours, mate. Yeah, easy. I think the momentum's more with you than it's with I City. Do, to be honest, look at that. You that. seem to have more I momentum. They have four away games, and I know the the away games. You know, on pay, the, the, they're up there, so they it's should win every game, City, but. I think them away games, and I even think the Leicester game at home is a difficult one. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too relaxed. Brendan Rodgers. Well, I'm not too it. relaxed about Liverpool's next two. I know it's Cardiff, like, but they are fighting for their lives, aren't they? And Prim- Chelsea have had, you know, horses for courses. They've done all right against us. This Has a tends to turn up against us yeah. as well, don't he? Yeah, saying yeah. there, the same there, Craig. They've got Cardiff. Step up our Senegalese prince on loan. Oh, <laughs> oh please! Wow. <laughs> Tell you yeah. what. There was, there was jokes, weren't there? Oh, there was, there was those um, pictures that could Photoshop where I do Omani ass on the yeah. side of the, the main stands. That that would actually happen. Yeah. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be bag two against Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> right next to Davix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, moving on from the ass ruining our title hopes. Yeah. Um, no, they've got a, we've got the best running, clearly, but yeah. they've got a, a point advantage. Yeah, but yeah. For, me, for me to answer that question, I'm not swapping. absolutely not. No. Okay, well, that's the end of the social media questions. But I mean, away from social media, we get a question all the time about sp- to do with our extras. Um, when are we doing a night? When are we doing a night that people can attend? Well, we're doing one this Friday. It's going to be a Liverpool show. Teddy going down to the Kirby Sports Bar and Function Suites. It's the old um, social club on Rustland Road, um, L32 6QW. We'll put a post out there if you want to get your sat nav. There's tickets behind the bar still for the tenner. Teddy going down to interview. Liverpool legend Steve McMahon. Yeah, we are. Yeah, um, it's in, in partnership with you know a, a local business that that put nights on, and it's our first sort of venture into the live shows, really. Yeah, um, very so good fella, Jim Jim Buckley. Yeah, us out with that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, be on the stage interviewing Steve McMahon, talking about his career, you know, sort of highlights and and it, probably mainly about his time at Liverpool, to be honest, um, because I think it, it is more of a, a Liverpool focused night, but. But yeah, looking forward to it, as I say, Friday night. So, yeah. see how we Tenor go. As well. Can't there. go wrong with yeah. that, can you? Tickets no. are behind the bar, so th- th- there's limited tickets available. So, any Reds definitely get down there, especially the ones you've been asking us when we're doing a Across the Park Extra Live or a Liverpool one. We're doing both this Friday, so get yeah. down there. Point. So, yeah, we've got Porto on Tuesday night then. What do we think, Scott? What do we think is going to happen here? Repeat of last year? Well, I hope so. Yeah. I don't yeah. see that happening, to be honest. I, I just don't think we're going to approach the game the same in the same way. I think it, the way we've approached the whole season, we're a bit, we're a bit like, take like a bit more cautious, aren't we? That basically. Yeah. And I, I think that'll be the same in that game. I, I can't see us coming out all guns blazing and trying to win the game four nil and five nil. I do think it'll be a lot more, as I said before, cautious, and and it might be a, a little bit of a closer game. Does anyone think we'll see rotation here, resting? But well, there's going to be some rotation because well, Robertson Robertson Robertson's it. out, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so Milner's definitely, I think, going to go in that in, in that left back well, position. No chance, mate. No I've chance. Had this conversation enough times. I think there's more there's more chance more of Klopp throwing his boots on. Yeah. I, you know, I'm always pushing for the Moreno start. Go ahead, sign him then. You can play uh, for you. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, I'd have them play against Chelsea and Cardiff and. 
I'm sure you would, yeah. for years. Might as well be playing for them if he's playing for us against them. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, I, I, so there's going to be some rotation enforced because yeah. Robertson's missing the game. Um, What's the mentality, though? Is the mentality we've got Chelsea at the weekend? No, I, I, I don't think... I, I don't think Klopp thinks like, will be thinking like that. You know, I, he, he's came out and said, you know, we love this competition and we should. Yeah. You know, so I don't think we're going to take it lightly. Um yeah. I, the thing is, it's still probably, f- to my mind, going to be around the midfield area that we'll see any rotation. You might see the likes of Keita might play again, or Lalana might come in. I don't know, but Would particularly you be happy with Milner, well, Milner's not in available oh, in the yeah. midfield, so yeah. you know it has to happen almost. Yeah. I I wouldn't really want to see Fabinho, Henderson, and Wijnaldum as we've already discussed a couple of times, um, well, numerous times on this podcast, but. So we might see the likes of Lalana come in, or, or as or as I say, Keter, or maybe even a Shakiri get a run out. But I don't necessarily think that's Klopp, you know, resting players. I think that that's an enforced sort mm. of change because of the, the Milner move. Um, I don't think we'll take it lightly. I think I know what you're saying, Gary. Where we we may well be the same that we have been this season, a little bit more on the cautious side. But even then, if we are when when we say cautious, it's not that we're like naturally holding ourselves back. No, and not I looking just to I just mean it won't be come out 100% yeah, right I at it, straight from the beginning, the way we were against them when we played them last time. No, but I think they'll be coming here and they'll probably sit back against us. Um, and I think that'll give us a lot of licence to attack, you know, even though without going gungo, I think we'll have a lot of space in that midfield. Um, <laughs> but that's my hope anyway. Um, who, who are the players <laughs> best suited to utilise that? Well, ideally, you'd have your Robertsons and your Trents, wouldn't you, getting forward to provide the crosses into the box, just but obviously Robertson's not available. Just why you say that, Teddy, it's more than likely they're going to play a 4-5-1. I'm not sure you're going to have the, the type well, of space. Yeah, in, in maybe the, not in space in the midfield. Field. That's probably the wrong the wrong thing, but more that... I, I, don't I, have to worry. I don't think they're necessarily going to be sort of, you know, attacking. Do you, do you, mean, more, do you mean more we'll have a lot of the ball? Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll give us the ball and let yeah. us have the ball yeah. and just try and it's on the counter. Maybe not more space, but mm, we, we'll yeah, basically be playing... That, yeah. Going across from side to side to, to just try and find an opening. Yeah, I think I'd, I, I would like to see Wijnaldum and rested for Chelsea. Um, I think I'd like to see Henderson come in. I'd like, to, I wouldn't mind getting Fabinho a rest, but I don't think we can afford to drop him. So I think I'd play Fabinho, Henderson, and Lallana. I think I'd throw Lallana in. Tight yeah. spaces. Th- yeah, I think I think if it's gonna be like that, it, if if that's how they're gonna set up and, and we are gonna be struggling for for the spaces, he's probably the 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 perfect player to have in that yeah, little. And it, and it's also he has got that press and that e- that energy. He has needs to sort of buzz around. And if you've got a packed, you know, midfield, the opposition are, are sort of packing it. If you can win them balls in them areas and cause a bit of chaos, you know, in them transitions and stuff, there's a lot of. You know what I mean? If, if yeah. you're in tight spaces and it, it, it's all like bouncing around and stuff, you can cause havoc. Yeah. Um, because I would want our fullbacks to be utilising, you know, the flanks and, and getting forward and looking for overlaps if we, if they are going to pack and sit back against us. But I, I, I just don't know whether I necessarily want to see James Milner getting caught right up the pitch in the same way that Robertson would because Robertson's got the legs to cover yeah. and get back. But With that in mind, I was going to suggest, you know, is it a chance to get Mane or something like that arrest by playing a Rigi? Oh, it's dangerous doing that, though, mm. I think. Um, I know what you're saying because my mentality clearly you can tell from what I'm saying my mentality is like I'm quite confident we'll be to Porto at home and I'm way more worried about Chelsea at the weekend and I, that would reflect in my team selection if, you know it was up to me I'd li- well I'd, I'd rather play him for the first half and take him off 
you know, and, and hopefully get a goal or two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't agree with sort of doing it. I'd rather get the game won and then get them off as opposed to sort of rest them I've and then need to bring them on to recover it. Years. It does my head. It. It's, it's, it's so frustrating when, if you do play a, a lesser team, not no disrespect, disrespect to Porto, I just mean in general. If, you play, if you're playing as Chelsea on the weekend and, and then you, but you're playing a card of midweek, then you've still got to go and get that game won. You've got to win the games you're yeah. playing. You, you can't afford to think, oh, well, if we... If we if we don't do the business against Porto in the first leg, then we'll do it the second leg, because you might not. No, no. and and, and it's like, place. you know, you start a Rigi, and then we're looking for a goal, and then you have to bring them all on anyway. You know what I mean? And it, it, I'd rather just start them and, and hopefully get the game won and at least settle, you know, any nerves as well. If you've got your best team on the pitch, the crowds aren't nervous. If you haven't got your best team on the pitch, there's a nervous sort of energy about the crowd then. Of, oh, you know, are we going to be able to do it? And it feeds into the players. I'd rather just get goals or you know try and get the game won and take them off as opposed to do it the other way around me yeah. so yeah I d- you know I, d- I don't want to say it's going to be an easy game at all um, but you know I'd love a replay of last season yeah. with, with that said the fact that they, they're more than likely play a 4-5-1 I mean I, I had a look at today just because I knew we were going to be discussing it. it it is more it's more like a 4-2-3-1 thing that's pretty consistent with Porto's performances. There's goals. They've got goals and, and at either end. I don't think it's necessarily going to be a, a tie. You just might get goals against them. I don't think it's going to be one way you're going to beat them 5 or 6 nil. Well, I might be eating my words tomorrow. I'd be shocked if they didn't get one on the score sheet. So I don't know if it's going to be a, the type of game where you're going to be able to take players off at 60 minutes because if they do get a goal in the game, 2-1, or oh. even three ones not enough, is it? Oh no, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying take them off no matter what. I'm saying start them, and if they have to play ninety minutes, they have to play ninety minutes. But uh, mm. ideally, you can take them off. You know, uh, what, we, we've got, got a big enough rest in between. But the is games. that is that yeah. forcing that type of thing? That, uh, say you got a big enough rest. When's when's your game against Sunday? Are four. Sunday. Yeah. But, and, but and Chelsea play it away on Thursday. Thursday but then the, follow, the following games as well, though. After that, it's not just the next game, is it? The game after that, and the game. If you are putting your strongest side out, you've got tomorrow, to look for opportunities. Again, you? your next. Mm. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I think <coughs> if I was in your camp, I, I'd probably be more side with Phil that you play a team that is capable of beating Porto and beating them. I suppose well enough, but I, I'd be tempted to go with a team that maybe gets a one nil and a two nil rather than a, a three one. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I, I don't think it's an attacking team you need in Portugal. So I think that naturally you'll have that momentum around field anyway. But I agree with you, though. I don't think it's an attacking team we need. I just I feel like if you play Origi instead of Salad or Mane, that immediately gives them a, a, a boost. Puff, mm. puff yeah, the chest absolutely. out. I think he'll go with a stronger side. I, 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 I think he will. With, and fa- I think with five games, if, sorry, five days in between the next game, and then if you if you get the jobs done convincingly at Anfield, you, then you, you can, can afford the Arigis and stuff in the second knowing that you've got cards. It's five on days the, on the before the next game, but it's three games in eight days. Yeah, but it's but Chelsea mm. Chelsea have got three games in. I don't even. They've been they crying about not being able to get a fixture moves, yeah. haven't they? They mm. play three days after they've got to go. They probably won't get back from Prague till Friday early hours Friday morning. Yeah. So they probably only have a day then to to prepare. On the, on the Saturday to Can prepare for a, a massive game. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you that chance out for that Premier League title. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I I I'd rather see us get it get it get it done in the first leg and then yeah. rest. Hopefully, hopefully, if we have to against Cardiff because the second there's not as much pressure on that second leg, then you know, I really make it count this yeah. this home advantage. And is, there's no question of playing anyone else left back, just Milner. Yeah, for me, there's no one else. Just Milner, Moreno. Yeah. Okay, so Everton are playing Fulham on Saturday. 
three o'clock. Yeah, it, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because we, uh, as we've we pointed out when we were we were uh, reviewing the Arsenal game and, and speaking about our recent form in general, we we've had a lot of tough tests and and games where we haven't necessarily been expected to win. Um, and and you you pointed out yourself, Phil, that 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 maybe hasn't been that same level of pressure. I don't know if it's pressure on on the Fulham game. It's more an expectation. But I think the other factor is there's no pressure on Fulham whatsoever now. Mm. It's like, and they've, they have got a young team and they've got a talented You do squad. see it from time to time when, when uh, yeah. teams get relegated oh, and it's confirmed. They sort of play with a bit of freedom and they do they, they might get the odd result here and there. Unless you're Huddersfield. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you just get worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping... I'm hoping that's not the case. Well, having said that, you know, it shouldn't really matter, if I'm honest. I think whether they've the shackles are off or not, we should beat that Fulham team. Um, even if even at their best, if we're at our best, it shouldn't matter. Um, I, I, you know, I think if they are at the best, I think we can expect to see them score at home. I think they've definitely got goals in them, but I keep thinking that about every team we're playing at the moment, and they keep surprising me. I just think it is going to be interesting. I, I think that despite the fact that the are down and, and technically the shackles are off, Scott Parker's got his job to play for still. Yeah. So if they, they go out and get humiliated or keep getting beat, then it, it, the likelihood of them getting the job obviously you know goes down anyway. It's eight on the trot now for them that they've lost in the league, isn't it? Nine. Is it nine? Nine, So yeah. nine games on the trot. If we can... We should make it ten, I think... Yeah. We've we've gone on to like who would you sign and from the relegated sides and I think the very fact that you could only pick Sessignon and he wouldn't even be a banker starter. Yeah. It says a lot, doesn't it? It says a lot. And I think even Liverpool fans would agree that I think eleven yeah. v eleven we should we should be going to Fulham this In Fulham fairness, did he give Liverpool did he give Liverpool a tough game? Mm. One of the tougher games. I've seen a few decent sides. Like good games, Tottenham, another one. Yeah, early in the season. No, later on. Oh, of course, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Score later Chelsea, they plays well against yeah. Chelsea at home as well. I, I think the. Um, I'm changing my prediction with you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, just I, going I, for I four and eleven. There, no, there was actually a question from one of the listeners as well, which was which was following our instant match reaction. He was very complimentary of the instant match reaction, um, and he levelled a question at me and says, "Would you play Jagielka again against Fulham?" I'd be disappointed if we didn't. Um, if I'm honest, because I, I think, again, what what more do you want from him? I, I know I know Jagielka does understand his his role in the squad as it is, and he's very respectful, and he's a top pro. So I don't think he'd be one who'd be, you know, um, throwing his toys out the pram if he didn't play against Fulham. But I think he does deserve to play, mm. um, and I don't think he again. I don't <coughs> think he'd let us down if he did play. Equally, Keane, because Keane was ill. Keane yeah. was ill before the, the the Arsenal game, which yeah. is the reason why Jagielka yeah. came in and played. So that that listener was it, David Tony, Tony, Tony. Sorry, yeah. So no, it, that, that's a good question. And, and for me, I thought he should have stayed in the team last time he played against Cardiff. So I'm not going to change my tune there. And he's done nothing yesterday to suggest that he should be dropped. No, I, I, I do think Fulham would provide a stay in a test for the Jagielka. To be honest, yeah, then then Arsenal because Arsenal. He didn't, so have that he didn't have centre that forward, did yeah. he? The, the yeah. Although Lacazette plays, he, he's cute, isn't he? Yeah. Gets in, in the pockets. I think you said in, in the, the post match, yeah, he didn't really break a sweat. No, he didn't. Whereas I was more, I was more comfortable playing against Arsenal than I was when he played against Cardiff. Yeah, right. Yeah, Kenneth Zahawk yeah, caused him problems with his pace. Against Cardiff, I know we kept the clean sheet, but he, he did make a few 
he plays he, on the he, shoulders he in his or like a little bit rusty, but he, he, he managed to play the full 90 and, and <coughs> managed to keep the clean sheet and he's done reasonably well for someone who hasn't played all season. But I think he looks more comfortable against better sides. Yeah, And that might be true of the team in general. I mean, yeah. I know we haven't beat uh, up, up until this running. We haven't beat many or got results against many of the top sides, but we haven't put in a bad performance against any of them, have we, apart from Tottenham at home? That was it, yeah. So... It might be true about the team in general, and a few people have levelled it in the press, saying that maybe this team is is an Everton team that likes playing against teams to play good football, which that Chelsea team is the same, Arsenal team is the same, Liverpool to a certain extent are the same. They have a lot of the ball, although they've probably got a bit more of obviously more of a cutting edge than, than the other two we've just mentioned. But it'll be interesting seeing us against the team that, under Scott Parker, have, have been playing more percentage football and, and, are, and are willing to put the foot in. So I, I'm going to go for a... Um, a 3-1 Everton win. Uh, I'll echo that. 3-1 is my prediction. I'm going to back Craig on that one this yeah. week. But no, I, I, I fancy... Yeah, I fancy by the way, to the listeners, Millsy's here. Um, Mike hasn't gone off. He's had, he's had to shoot a bit early before we finish recording. So we haven't actually got his re- um, prediction at the moment. Yeah, but we, we'll get that. And as always, we'll publish them on, uh, on, on Instagram and, and Twitter. Okay, the big one, 4.30 on Sunday. Liverpool v Chelsea. So as is the big one, Phil. Now, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mate. No, it, it is across the bar <laughs> podcast. By the way, you, you won't be on uh, match of the day first. Put it that way. Again, here comes a six-five game where the yeah. first on. You know, charm. You know, yeah, it's all mates, aren't we? <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> we do have a bit of banter, don't we? <laughs> but um, anyway, concerned. Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've said that I think it, it it was probably I know there was talk that Spurs are a most difficult game and then once we got it out the way it was going to be the Southampton one Chelsea still stood out for me as the one that I thought you know is a dangerous one and it it isn't that I think that they're a great side because I think they've been pretty poor this season really mm-hmm. very inconsistent um, the one they up by the way against West Ham at the time of recording mm-hmm. Eden Hazard it's more well it's more that fantasy team there's, that, there's enough that's the worry there's enough players in their team you know, w- like genuinely top draw like players that if they fancy it, <laughs> 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 players with moments of magic. Um, there's enough of them in their team that if they fancy it on the day, that's it. If they you know, turn up, of them, if they you turn know, up, they'll cause you problems. Exactly. Also, and, and they've done well against us in games, haven't they? Yeah, but it, it's more the psychological thing as well. I know there isn't many players in this team that were involved in the last title running under Rogers. Henderson was is probably the only one actually. Um, but it's more just the, I think the crowd. We'll sort of be a little bit nervous about it because you know it, it, what happened last time, and I'm just hoping that the players like don't feel it at all. You know, but the, the psychological angle, though, as Phil's just said, they were the first team to beat you this year, albeit not in the in the league, yeah, mm. and, 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 and arguably. They, they should have been the first team to beat you in the league as well, if not for a, a spectacular goal yeah. from Sturridge. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, I, I think they were a better side early on the season. As the season's progressed, I think they've got progressively Recent worse. form wouldn't suggest that, you know, the yeah. last, the last Very recent form, games. yeah, very recent, but I, I, I still don't... No, but what Gary's saying there is the psychological angle that, that can <coughs> still, it might be in our players' heads, might not it? Mm, maybe. I think you're going to be negative about it, like, that, that that's the worry. It could be the other way, looking at it, of we owe these one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Which yeah. I'd, I'd like to think the players are going into thinking that more than the other way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it it, it is just, it, it, it's one of them tricky ones where, you know, ordinarily, Liverpool, Chelsea, you're thinking, oh, 
you can't take nothing for granted out of this one. I, I think, you know, oh, this season we're the better side. For no, gra- in any game. I know, I know, but <laughs> what I'm saying is, you know. Ross Barkley's been practicing the celebrations of seeing the media as well as Lion dancing. It, it doesn't feel like it's got the same level of fear. Not fear, but like the same level of, you know, nervousness about in past seasons. Yeah. You know, Chelsea. In, well, in, let's just say in 14. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, no, they're know. usually better than us. <laughs> yeah, but, well. They weren't in 14, and Mourinho was chatting that he was resting all kinds of players because yeah. they had big Champions League that games and stuff. Did. Those didn't he well, he did rest a that lot of players, because yeah. they had Mourinho, and he knows yeah. how to play against Liverpool. And, but, you know, I still feel we've got more than enough um, yeah. if we fancy it on the day. It's just we can't afford these slow, sluggish starts. You know, we can't certainly do what we not against Southampton. Yeah, against certainly Chelsea. not when you've got Hazards on the pitch. No. This no. is one of them huge games where you say, do we need to be courageous with the, with the team selection? Or do we need to be solid? And it's been absolutely divisive amongst Liverpool supporters this season. But Klopp keeps going solid. So, same again. Will we be happy? Should we change? Is change panic? I, d- I think... You're, you're chatting the Milner-Henderson-Wijnaldum midfield. Well, <laughs> well Is that what you any mean? Combi- not necessarily, just any combination that represents... I don't want to see that midfield. Caution. Yeah, I, th- I think the only thing for me is... I think Trent's going to have his hands full with Hazard. Yeah. Um... And I think again, like a lot of teams do, they'll target that side. You know, your Matip and your Trent, and that, and they'll they'll look to play Hazard on that, and and you get a lot of joy probably down there as well. Who's so, going to be the one to sort of give that added protection? Well, Anderson? well, that's it. So that's where I think you might end up seeing I, I that he will go can with do that. that personally. Mm, I, I, he, he, well, he can. He obviously can do it, but that's where I can see Klopp maybe thinking, "Do I then go with a Henderson Wijnaldum?" You know, sort of. As the two sixes, I personally don't really want. I still want to see Fabinho. Yeah. I, I really want to see Fabinho win against one of the bigger teams from the start and see what he's got. You know what I mean? Because we still haven't really seen. He gets rested for the bigger games. He got rested against Man City away. He got rested you against know, Man U. The one of the worst games I've seen him on. play was when we played Chelsea, and it got really bad when Kante come on. Kante mm. just yeah, absolutely the, the game, the cup game, Kante yeah. yeah. has none better. But this is a different Fabinho, I think, yeah. from what we've seen. It's an yeah. adjusted, it's certainly learned. Yeah, yeah. Although, but it's that type of press and hurry around Fabinho that I initially worried about. But he didn't like it at Southampton. That I thought he had one of his, you know, one of the worst games he's had in recent couple of weeks, like recent months for Liverpool against Southampton because they sort of set the way they came out. It was almost like they got about us. Yeah. I, I, I agree like, to a certain extent. extent. What we I agree to a certain extent, but. I don't think the fact that the whole team was having a bit of an yeah, off day, yeah, at that. least for the first half, didn't yeah. help him. No, no, and and you know, but it, 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 it it's just a but worry, isn't it? It's a question mark, and where does question marks tend? A cop tends not to go near them. Yeah, and I think Klopp that's a fair point. Does question marks over the that three though? Because they haven't uh, they haven't yeah. been very successful, have they? No, no. we only just scraped out of it last time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How do you expect um, Sari to approach the game? Because. Thinking back mm. to some of the games he's played against the top sides, against City, he sat back and, and he got destroyed at, at City. At home against City, he sat back, but he managed to get some success out of it. And he got a 2 I hope, get beat, I hope they're getting beat 2-0 from the first leg and he rests everyone against us. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I think, <clears throat> I don't know, uh, 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 when you're playing Liverpool, you can't be too gung-ho, especially in Anfield. So I, I do think I do think he'll probably sit back and look to counter. Bear in mind, by the way, I, I think what it's a, a, what says a lot about Sarri's current attitude. He's played what looks like his strongest team tonight uh, in the league game. Hazard's in the team. Um, Higuain's in the team. He's kept with. He's stuck with Callum Hudson Odoi, which suggests that Hudson Odoi won't play on Thursday and maybe comes back in 
for the Liverpool game. I think I think he's gonna he's gonna cause you problems because he's not someone who he's not very like well known. Like a, is he? Yeah, and and like like Hazard, he's got a little bit of the unexpected about him, and he's gonna be someone who who, who won't typically won't maybe take up the positions that he can tactically prepare for because he mm. he's young and, and inexperienced. He'll kind of hang out there, and that might just cause one of your fullback problems, which we've seen in, in, in previous games. If one of your fullbacks doesn't go or hasn't got the license to go, it can upset the whole balance, can't it? Yeah. Mm. <coughs> the fullbacks can also be drawn out, and that hinders. Um, Chelsea had great success against Trent last time through Hazard. They were kind of doing some clever little thing where they kept drawing them out and playing two passes, and then uh, Hazard was exploiting that space. That's every the Sari like triangle thing that they yeah, yeah. came renowned from Napoli. <coughs> I think. So quick I mean, I don't. I don't want to sort of make small of you know Sari's a top manager, but what I've seen of him this season, I don't think he's tactically any sort of really astute manager. And no, I think he, I think he's quite. For him. But I think he's quite. You know, I imagine other managers must look and think you do the same thing all the time. So Still, who's accused of that though? I, I just think it. I think at, at times you've got to look at. I think he's got a few egos in that team and that squad that have that have at times gone against what, yeah. what he's been asking them to do. And I think it's shown that in games, and, and and I suppose that's the strength of the coach and the manager to to, to be able to counteract that. But I'm not sure I agree with you there because of what he's done at Napoli. But you know, again, there's not there's not the enough evidence. He's to got show. the ammunition to exploit the trends problem. Yeah, <coughs> and that's my worry. Yeah, is and you know Hazard. You know, yeah. there's no make no no mistake about it. He's still want, he's probably one of the, if not, you know, he's he's top probably top five players in the Prem still. Even even though I don't think he's in great form this season, so yeah. he's a dangerous player and yeah. it's one of them. He's I, always dangerous against Liverpool, isn't he? Yeah, he always turns up against. Higuain, he's been a bit. He looks slow, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind I'll of adapted. He's adapted to a Premier League, and he's only a short. Well, I've always loved him, but he's getting on now, and he's a bit slow, and he doesn't concern me. You know, touch wood. Yeah, well, I was going to say without <laughs> without sort of jinxing us, I don't think Van Dijk will, will have much problems with him. Like the way the way he's been for Chelsea, I kind of don't think that's going to be Van Dijk's concern in a way, like we, we alluded to before. I think it's going to be the wide areas where mm-hmm. Van Dijk might have to cover, cover yeah. more than actually being the man who's, who's yeah. marking Higuain. But and if that creates space, then Higuain can exploit that space. That's what he's good at. What are you thinking then? <coughs> two 0 Liverpool. Phil, that's two 0 mm-hmm. I I just can't. I just think I think two one. I think they'll score. Teddy. Even though I'm nervous about the game, I've got a feeling that we might just wallop them. <laughs> three yes, nil, Teddy. Three nil Liverpool. Love all that. Okay, so um, again, we've uh, as always on on Friday, we we'll be releasing our <coughs> view from the red side and view from the the blue side articles, which will focus on uh, three or four different questions, both from the previous games and the current games. Uh, quite interesting to just read what we've got to say for the change. And, and if you don't catch the podcast, it's sometimes a, a good little chance to get our opinions rather than listening sometimes to the, the lengthy um, lengthy episodes we have as well. Um, as always, you can catch us on Radio City as well between five and six on Matt Jones' show uh, on City Talk. So that's this week. It's Craig and Phil. Is that right? Yep. Craig and Phil this yeah. week. Is that right? Craig well, and yeah, Phil. Craig I and think Gary, so, yeah. yeah. I mean oh, no, sorry. I think it might be Craig and Gary, actually. But anyway, I think it's undecided at the moment. Yeah, but, but it's I definitely Craig. It's definitely <laughs> Craig. Craig. Craig's there for the next two weeks, yeah. actually. So you've yeah. got um, yeah, they'll be you'll, enjoy, for me. 
enjoy the next few weeks. I'm I'm away on holiday, so I'll miss that next one. Uh, as as Millsy mentioned before, we've got uh, the Steve McMahon, um, or even I'm with I suppose Steve McMahon and Terry McGiven. I think it's advertised as <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> on Friday night. Um, Two and legends. We, <laughs> and we've also got Terry at th- another. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was you know myself and uh, and Gary, we were. You know, pleased to be asked by the Premier League, uh, Premier League Productions, to come and do a bit of a, a, a Liverpool Chelsea preview um, feature, uh, which is going to go out on the Premier League preview show, uh, which you can find on Sky Sports Premier League on Friday night at half six. Um, gets repeated at half eleven, um, and it's also repeated again on the Saturday morning at eight in the morning and half eight. Um, first one on Sky Sports Premier League and one, on, and then the second one on Sky Sports Mix. So yeah, do do check it out and have, have a little look. We haven't seen it ourselves, so <laughs> no idea what it might come across yeah, like. But I'm hoping that editing's great. Yeah, <laughs> but we enjoyed or, or it. Or that it's not so great. The that makeup, it out. the makeup's yeah. great. We, en- <laughs> we enjoyed it though, didn't we, guys? It, yeah, it was, it, was it, it was a good morning. You know, spent spent with 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 the production team and the, and the cameraman going all over the city and, and you know doing some little bits ahead of the game. So mm-hmm. you see, you know, should should be good to see it and see how we come across. Yeah, so we, we all post that on social media to remind everyone. I think I'll need that reminding myself just to make sure I, I get yeah. up and catch that one. But um, no, uh, thanks again for listening. Obviously, a, a packed show tonight, and hopefully, there's there's positive results for uh, for both sides of the park again at the weekend. Well, I'm not sure. I'll be hoping for <laughs> the red side, but yeah, again for for the, for the I suppose the podcast in general. Thanks again for listening, and see you next time.